When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friends, and welcome to an unexpected podcast. I'm Ez. And I'm Lane. And we're talking Tolkien. We're coming to you from the Shire of the United States of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, in a little village called Amanda. Well, you know, some people say that's basically all they get from this podcast is that the Shire is in. Mission Amanda. accomplished. Right. <laughs> well, like we said, we want Ohio to be the Shire, and I think people are starting to kind of figure that out. I'm not saying Amanda specifically is the Shire, right. though it is very Shire like. As you've walked through town, how many times? Um, a dozen four, or so. Four or five, right? Yeah, yeah. okay. A dozen, yeah. sure. And um, I've been here when you don't realize it. So, Okay, Gandalf. <laughs> is, does it feel like the Shire? Yeah, I mean, it is very it is very Shire-like. I'm yes. on Main Street. Let's put it this way. I'm on Main Street. I can look out my window, and I see cornfields. Oh, wow. You must be a big deal. And there's... Okay. <laughs> wow. Starting it early. Uh, yeah, As is... Had a little lady bligh. Hey, I'm gonna out him. And uh, uh, he's been hanging out with the lady. And a little he's cherry coke, little, too. Gotta have a cherry coke. It's this been a good nice. day, guys. <sighs> Celebration. My gosh, dude. Celebration. I'm not sure if this is really, if I think we're we, really getting into the show here or not. But no, this we are. Is, I, I think we just tell, I, th- I think for quick counsel, we just, maybe we just talk about what this day means to us and don't really tell people what it, you know, what dude, happened. Dude. But I was holding off my full energy because I am kind of tired until you said this is. We're, we're really doing this but right now. Yeah, we are. We're doing this right now. We're doing it right now. Um, we just had one of the coolest experiences of yeah. all time. And here's the, here's the great bit is you're going to get to completely participate in that as well. Absolutely. It's coming to you. So right. that's kind of an exciting thing. Um, yeah, I mean, we just got off the phone with someone who created orcs. And was the lead prosthetic artist for Thorin Oakenshield. And got phone calls from Richard Taylor saying, Hey, can you come on? Can you come to DC tomorrow? <laughs> so that's pretty awesome, dude. That's, um, yeah. And mm-hmm. she was, now you don't know who, I don't know if it was a he or she because we're teasing this. Right, we're teasing I almost it. gave it away there. No, we're teasing it. Yeah. It's been an epic day. It's one, it's a day yeah. that will, and now we're getting, to record, you know, episode five, a shortcut to shortcut mushrooms. To mushrooms. I feel like I'm on shrooms, kind of. I know, dude. I, I don't can't. know what that feels like. <laughs> right. But it's got to be close to this. Right. Just yeah. high as a kite, having fun. I know, man. Seeing stuff that we're, we're really, I mean, I never, I never imagined uh, that we could have done that. That's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I know. We, so we're going to be a little giddy this episode, guys. Yeah. Just because. Uh, bear with us. Bear with us here. Yeah. Um, just been just been real emotional today. So, yeah. all right, man. Um, anything else for for quick counsel? I do have some more quick. Did, yeah. Can we banner a little bit? Absolutely. I um, you're you're kind of a rambling man. Lord, I was born a rambling man. Come on, 
Doing the best friends thing I can. Right. I don't even know if those are the words, but I am a <laughs> rambling man. Uh, this is the podcast for it. Um, uh, yeah. So in book clubs, you you ramble, right? People Let's go. go on tangents. They relate to the story. Excuse me. I'm right. a, just a lowly hobbit. Um, anyway, um, I've been... I don't know. You, do you watch This Is Us? No, I don't. Oh and my gosh, dude. I know. You I've really been hearing that I need to. Yeah. Uh, it's just the most... It's got Mandy Moore in it, doesn't it? Yeah, do you love Mandy Moore? Yeah, I do. She's great in it. Uh, Milo oh, Ventimiglia she's... is amazing. It's pretty much yeah. like... an. Inc- I don't know. It, no matter what family you're part of, you could probably relate to the show. I think that's why it's so popular. Yeah. But um, since our last podcast, the episode was released where we finally find out how Jack dies. Who's the dad? Okay. And like last season, we got these teasers that well we, we knew he was dead and then we got these teasers as to how it happened and so the, for the last like year we've been and we've gotten hints that are like just increasingly amounts of the, the way the sh- you would you would love the show because it's yep. written so well yeah and so like we've gotten more and more hints about how jack is gone and it's tragic because he's like this Id- idyllic father figure it reminds right. me of my dad right. right right but if like i lost my dad when i was 17 right yeah and yep. uh so that happened. Uh, my wife. It was after the Super Bowl. They had the after Super Bowl spot. Yeah, I remember. I them only watched the it. Super Bowl to to, to watch that, that episode. Yeah. yeah. So that was pretty massive. Um, um, and then the following Tuesday was another episode. So I'm still emotionally recovering from that. So after we went, what we went through tonight, I need to go into like a late hibernation and just recover <laughs> my strength. Right. I feel a little bit like when Frodo woke up in this chapter. He wakes up after that high with the elves, and he wakes up and he's pissed. He's like, damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. I don't have any answers. I'm not any farther along than I was. Right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's, he's yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's been about it for me. I mean, um Is that any like are you watching that as it's not out on like Netflix or something, is it? That I can watch or you could catch up on who Hulu? Is it on Hulu? Probably it's on Hulu. Yeah, okay. you can catch up on Hulu because Sarah went went back and rewatched the first season. Hulu. Yeah. Yes. Um yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Other than that, though, I've been back to work. Uh, I feel like my brain's in a million different places. I, I got my 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 brain, my work brain. Uh, rugby season is starting to pick up, so mm-hmm. that that's my rugby brain. And then, uh, obviously, like just soaking up all the time I can with Winnie yeah. and Sarah yeah. and, Ar- and Arwen, and uh, thinking about the podcast a lot. Right. Man. Thinking about our our uppers. I'm telling you guys, it, it's it's hard not to you know go through our day to day and not think about the podcast because yeah. just the communication we have just talking to, to folks from around the world it's and, crazy. And, and things you know uh it's just been great so every day something pops up on my phone and it's you guys and it's just so cool you know and so yeah and uh so here's something that i, I wanted to say real quick because yeah. i feel like i don't know what it was i think i watched touched by an angel when i was a kid and you remember that show i do yeah and i th- there, there, I think I show. swear there was an episode where like someone died before they said goodbye or I love you or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sarah remembers the same episode because she's the same way. Okay. So I, I always, and it impacted me as a little kid. Right. And I've always thought you should always say what you feel because you never know when your voice will be gone. Yeah. And so um, wow. I'm always, I mean, you know me, I, I'm on the phone with as two, two phone calls in a row yeah. and I end it with, I love you both times. And he's I like, know. Oh God. Yeah, I love you too, man. Yep. Okay. But I'm that kind no, of guy. I, I say I love you to everybody. The last time that you, yeah. Yeah, because you never know when the last you time. You live that way. So, yeah. so um, anyway, I'm rambling to say that uh, like what you guys have done, the impact you've had on us, 
to like the, your positive comments. They charge our, our episodes. Yeah. They have us excited to, to, to reread the chapters. Even when we're busy and we have other stuff going on, you make it uh, a priority for us because we know that you're waiting to listen and read with us and we're waiting to hear from you. Oh um, man. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Just, yeah. And just the, the things, the quality, not just like, Hey, great podcast. Love being a part of it. It's the, the quality that you have communicated to us when everyone's lives are busy. You don't have to do it. Um, there are podcasts. It makes me feel kind of guilty. There are podcasts that I listen to and love that I've never written a review for, uh, never even rated. But you guys have like weighed us down with incredible, positive, uplifting. And I almost think I'm, I'm listening to these. I'm like, are you talking about? I mean, I know you're talking about Ez because Ez is incredible. I'm like, are you talking well, about yeah. me? Obviously. Like that's it's incredible. Just the 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 um the positivity you're communicating is is just rest assured it's being channeled directly back into this yeah. show, and you're gonna get from it, and then you're gonna give it to us, and it's just well. And one of the cool things that's gonna happen here soon is that you know uh, when we start talking about the recap and things, some of you guys have had such good thought provoking mm-hmm. you know posts that it's like that's we got to read that. We, we have to go over that. We're incorporating so, it today. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that's yeah. a part of the book club. So never forget that. Um, Some serious so. writers in yeah, this group. Yeah, absolutely. Like hilarious and insightful yeah. and, and, and picking up stuff that it's funny because, because some of these reviews have been like, you guys think of it in a way I've, I've never even thought of. And I think the same thing when I read their comments, Absolutely, I'm yeah. like, wow, never thought of it that way. That's incredibly brilliant. Right. Very insightful. That's what we want. You should be doing the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and in a way, they you, are. You are. We are. That's the point. So, yeah. That's the point. Now, on a, on a, on a funnier, lighter note here, um, just my... They're done. My nails are done. Okay, yeah. good. Um, good. <laughs> my little quick counsel here. Um, I'll put it to you guys like this. For the last four days, um, maybe halfway, including today, Lane, <laughs> Lane's uh, seven, eight-year-old self would have been crying. What would have been in straight <laughs> Dude, tears? What have been in straight tears, man? Because you know, have you been eating alone every I've night been at restaurants? Alone, oh. at a buffet. <laughs> to my book. I've you been. Now we have to explain this. I just, or is that in the appendices? Can they go to the appendices that's in to the find appendices, that? Appendices, man. Okay. That's okay. on. That's on Patreon, man. You want something else? It's it's there. There's some crazy stuff that's going to be dropped yeah. on Patreon this month. So, um, be be ready for that. Do you uh, want to explain it at all? I, no, I think as and I just get talk. I'll just say this much: okay. as and I get talking, and we just we hit that record button and let it go. Right. And sometimes it's just it's almost like a whole other podcast in and of itself. But we wanted to share that with you on through Patreon and call it the appendices, right? Because it's a bunch of extra stuff that you don't necessarily need. No, you don't you, need it at, no, all. at all. But you get to know us a little bit better. So, yeah, yeah you and and from so. that you would learn. You would learn why Lane's eight-year-old little self bawling. was bawling his eyes out at a restaurant. So to, to keep me from crying now, what what restaurants you been in, Abes? Uh, so uh, j- just the standards, you yeah. know, China buffet, yeah. Asian star, yeah, um, New Hong Kong buffet. I think you can, you need uh, more MSG in your diet. Let me think about. Has anyone ever told you that? <laughs> Panda Express. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, that's basically what I've been doing this week. Oh, with the God. Olympics, you kind of hit got to hit some Korean, right? Oh my gosh! Yeah, no? I mean, I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. Just, there's just none near me, so yeah. Pyeongyang. I'm too lazy to drive down right, the road right. for it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just gotta, okay. Yeah. Sorry, just wanted to lighten things up a little That's, bit. I like um, that. I like so. that. 
Wow. Okay. Are you ready? Let's just let's jump into this here. Uh, we're gonna uh, drop some eaves. Let's do it. Um, okay. So dropping eaves. We've got some Amazon show news. Not really, because there's not a whole lot out there. It's kind of just. Well, we may have some exclusive news coming up in our surprise. <laughs> we have a we surprise, do. A surprise episode that's coming. I don't know. We should don't know we tell them when? I don't know. We should you tell never them. know. Gosh, Soon. you're going to want to just, just, you're going to just trust us. You're going to be thrilled with that surprise episode. It'll it's, be on a Sunday. So look forward to it. It's going to be on a Sunday. What Maybe is, when they give out golden statues. Right. What is the Oscars? What, what, what does Gandalf say on the third, on the third morning? Look to my ease. Look, look to the, oh gosh, dude, I can't even think. I'm so giddy. It's like he looks, you know. At the third morning. Uh, uh, I don't know. At dawn, look to the east. That's what he says. So at Sunday, look to the dawn. I don't know. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, so there's not a whole lot going on there. We've just been uh, ruminating on this whole idea that it's going to take place in that 60-year gap between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. But Lane's saying today, throw that out. I just don't... Okay, so I think that the problem with that is Amazon has a real opportunity, and it would be a risk because people are banking on something relatable to what they know, and I understand that. Uh But we need to uh, adapt as a whole an audience. We need to want something new. So I think they have a real opportunity for an origin story right? of Middle Earth. They could tell any number of beginnings. They could tell... From the beginning of Middle Earth, right? They could tell. Well, and that stuff's there, so it's not outside of the, you know. No, it's not outside of like, you know, Tolkien's work and right. and, and world. And so. so our knowledge, what they've received in the rights. So I, I don't. I guess I don't know exactly what that entails, but right. yeah. Um, yeah. So so my fear is like if they if they uh, just use this show as a bridge between the two drill trilo- trilo- wow, trilogies, mm-hmm. the two trilogies that ultimately that's all it's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be a bridge. Not many people hang out on bridges, dude. You usually go on a bridge to get somewhere else. They connect two points. Well, the three Billy Goats Gruff work there quite often. (laughs) Short of trolls, okay. Which is hey, a character in Middle Earth, a race. Not many people are hanging out on bridges or under bridges, whatever Ezra's alluding to. So, but I don't want the show to be a connection. I don't want it to be an avenue. I want it, to, you know, to get from one trilogy to the other. I want it to be its own thing because I think if it if it is that, then it's not going to be very strong. Uh, it's constantly going to be playing to the fact that hey, we're leading here, or hey, we came from here, which is fine, and it can work that way. But I, what I'm saying is, I think it'll it could be better uh, if it's its own thing, if it separates mm-hmm. a little bit and stands on its own, yeah. um, and that it's you know, if it's a story. Uh, if it's a story that um, is the reason you're watching the show, right? I mm-hmm. want that to be the reason I'm watching yeah. because not not because I want to because I don't know not because I want to see how they're going to connect it because I want to see oh, okay how are we gonna how are we gonna see this realized mm-hmm. this right. different story that's already there how so digging into the Silmarillion or bringing something from the um, uh, the unfinished tales right or going you know like going way off and telling the backgrounds of these myths that that um, build into the trilogy so yeah I don't know I don't know if it's gonna ha- I, I, I like we've said probably not gonna happen but you never know All right yep, I'm with you what do you think about that no I'm with you I, to keep it simple and short I think you're right if you if you, if you just do filler uh, in those 60 years yeah that's all you got I, right unless you're gonna go year by year I or, yeah, I, if something ridiculous, if you isolated I or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't, um, know how, I don't know. So, 
Anyways, yeah. but that does kind of lead us into, uh, we wanted to talk just real quick. We had a little idea here to go over our top five characters yes. from the books, not realized um, in the film that we that we have to see in the show, that we would like to see yeah. in the show. Right. So. Kind of a wish list sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. As you got your top five, are you ready? My top five, I'm ready to go. So my top five, I've got uh, Tom Bombadil. And just because I, like everyone else, would love to see you know, his interactions. And, and mm-hmm. quite honestly, you don't have to do... Uh, Tom Bombadil in that 60 year period, obviously. No. You can do him in a number of ways. He's you know, like eternal, isn't he? Right, he is. Yeah. Yes. Um, did so, you, hold on real quick. Did you know who originally wanted to play Tom Bombadil? Mm-mm. No. Dude, he would have been perfect. And it's so sad that, like, it's impossible now. Was, I think he even petitioned, like, to Peter Jackson to play. Yeah. Maybe not. But um, Robin Williams. Oh my gosh! Would he not have been the perfect oh, Tom Bombadil? My. That well, apparently that was supposedly uh, the rumor has it that was like his dream role. Oh my gosh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, wow, if he just could have hung on a couple years, yeah, he yep. could have played him in the show. Yep, I know. That, that's that's pretty Rest cool. In peace, Rob. Um, here we go. Um, we want to go back and forth. You just want to go through my five real quick. I'm gonna go through my five. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Okay. Um, same thing here with uh, Glorfindel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry, I almost yelled that in the mic. Uh, Glorfindel. Um, Am I talking too loud? No, Because you sound like you're whispering and you got me self-conscious. No, do I really? <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm good. Okay. I, okay, no, okay. Okay. I have the headphone in too, so I'm kind of like halfway hearing That's myself. True. So, yeah. That's we're true. We're okay. Um, we're all, we're, all, we're all fine here. It's fine here now. <laughs> How are you? Uh, we're good. Uh, Glorfindel. I just think mm-hmm. it'd be kind of cool to see him. You know, you could also, someone else you could throw into, um, you know, second age, wherever. And he know. was replaced by... Uh, Right? Wasn't Glorfindel mm-hmm. the one yeah, that was, was replaced by Arwen right. in the films? That's yep. right. That's yeah. right. Um, also, Gildor would be kind of cool. Same sort of thing. Yep. Um, but I'll wanna, you know, just different elves. They, they live so, so long that it'd be good. Right. <laughs> uh, Fatty Bulger, who apparently oh. was actually, he was in a deleted scene. Or was he an extended edition? He's in or? the party scene. Okay. He's in At the party Bilbo's scene. party, there's okay. kind of a... a heftier huskier plumper yeah uh that he's never addressed by name but i think when they say when bilbo calls out the bulgers he moves a little bit and okay it's after he tells the joke he's like i don't know half of you half as well as i should like and i like less than half you have as well as you deserve right and then he's kind of like sitting there looking around right and you're like that's a big that's hobbit okay. that's fatty yeah. yeah okay yeah i just i always like but that. not really realized though yeah that's what, yeah yeah we need to see him realize yeah yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely um yeah also here I have your um, Lane made me pick five, so I had to go uh, digging deep here. And I went for uh, Elros, which is just yeah. uh, Elrond's brother. I think it'd be kind of cool. Kind of a yeah. Because so Arwen's say, uncle, right? Yeah. Could exactly. that be like a sitcom? I just think their whole like like even Elrond's sons and different things. You know that whole his whole family. I think they're just really cool to kind. They could almost kind of do like okay. a like a like a '90s sitcom kind of feel with the. Da, 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 Elros fire. They'd be like, I, what are you doing today, Elros? I don't know. The orcs are out again. Oh, shucks, man. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Like kind of full house type deal. Right. Yeah. I think that'd be a terrible way to go. But um, <laughs> this, this is why Lane is not directing or having anything to do with the TV show. All right, man. Give me your top five. Ouch. Um, okay. So my top five are, I've always felt like I would love to to get these to know these characters more. And they haven't been in the films. Hobbit or... Uh, Lord of the Rings is the sons of Elrond. So kind of to piggyback off of your oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. brother of Elrond, Elrahir and Elodin. Mm-hmm. It'd be really cool to see them. I've, I also, I've, like, I've wondered their relationship with Aragorn. Like, would they mess with them? Right, yep. You yep. know, dating my sister. Yeah, bet they little did. Little Numenorean. 
Yeah. Which uh, leads me into my next one. I want to see more Numenorians and Rangers. Right. I feel like the only one we really get a good grasp of, obviously, is yeah Strider, Aragorn. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I think it'd be cool because in the books, they have a bigger role to play. Right. And in mm-hmm. Return of yep. the King, they have a, a much larger role to play. That was kind of not, uh, wasn't highlighted in the films. Not saying it wasn't there uh, in your imagination, but it, it, it definitely wasn't addressed. So that'd right. be cool. Right. The Numenorians, the Rangers. Um, the Antwives. Right, I don't know if we'll ever see that, but I mean, and it would I understand be kinda... it's a cool mystery. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a wish list, as. Oh, I know. Yeah. I want to see the I'm wives. With I'm with you. I want to see what it looks like under the leaves. Uh huh. Okay. And then I got Goldberry on there, of course. I wanted to piggyback off. You said Tom Bombadil, and I was like, well, we got to see Goldberry because she's the babe oh, anyway. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think she's upstairs sleeping right now. And then wow. Arathorn the second. Yeah. The father of Aragorn. Yeah. Yep. I kind of wonder about him. I mean, you know, I know that he perished with an arrow through the eyeball so that's kind of crazy did wow. you know that did not know that yeah an orc shot him through his eye that's how he died Sheemini. it's official it's in the uh okay okay it's in his uh the tolkien's yeah, yeah appendices and um didn't really get to raise his son mm-hmm. right yeah. he was raised by the elves and yeah. it was because you know his father died and mm-hmm. his his mom perished his too but not not quite as uh, early as right. he lost his dad but right. Right. um yeah i think it'd be cool to to hash out who he was and yeah. I don't know how much Tolkien wrote about that you could have some creative license that way you know you could kind of I mean that'd be kind of a cool way to take liberties with the character as someone who Tolkien developed a little bit but not all the way yeah I don't know yep. be cool I'm with you and I, I kind of think in general it's just like if you go back to those first and second age you have more yeah. liberty you there's more way creative. more liberty yeah, so. yeah because it's I'm, people I'm weren't reading and pouring over it right like like Lord of the Rings yep Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tolkien biopic Called Tolkien, no new news right now. Uh, we'll continue to keep one eye on this project and update you with progress. We're looking for a release date, pretty much. It's done. Uh, it's in post production, so they're editing and scoring it and all that stuff. So that that can take a while, but um, we'll we'll make sure we as soon as we hear a release date, we'll share that with you. And you guys might hear it in between podcasts and share it with us first before we can. And uh, as and I are planning on going and watching that together. And That's we'll right. do a little review episode on it and, and, and kind of have some ability to focus on Tolkien the man as opposed to um, his creation. So that'd be kind of cool. Looking forward to that. Right. Yep. Alrighty. Next we have Today in Middle Earth. So we're catching you up on the previous two weeks, actually. A lot of stuff happens. Are you editing some of this as? I see pink. Pink? No, I'm just I'm just highlighting. Gee, many Christmas. Okay. Yeah, guy so, highlight. So, day after Valentine's Day, February fifteenth, the fellowships stay in Lothlorien ends. Right. They're on, about to get up out of there. Right. They are on February sixteenth. Uh, farewell to uh, Lorien. Gollum is hiding on the west bank. Observes the departure. Little bastard. February seventeenth, Gwyhair bears Gandalf to Lorien, mm-hmm. which is interesting. I always forget that he went there right after them. It's almost like he. Yeah. I didn't even. I honestly, until I was putting this together, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot about it." Because we're not there yet. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I haven't read the books for a while, and he almost just kind of trails him. Uh huh. He he falls, does his thing, and then he trails him until he meets up with him again. Right. And uh, the fellowship faces the great river, the river of Anduin. On the seventeenth. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yep. All right. On the eighteenth, uh, the fellowship travels uh, along the great the great river. Yep. February nineteenth, the fellowship makes its way down the river. It's a long river, guys. And Gandalf recovers in Lothlorien. 
right? Uh, on the 22nd of February, uh, the Fellowship tries to elude their trackers. Mm-hmm. Yes. On February 23rd, the boats are attacked at night near Sarn Gaber. So it was not a uh, not a easy going for the Fellowship, man. They were mm-hmm. just because they're out of Moria and through Lorien, Lothlorien doesn't mean they weren't hackled. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. February 24th, uh, the Fellowship's burden uh, of decision is approaching. Uh, Gandalf uh, sets out from Lothlorien. Yep. February 25th, the Fellowship pass the Argonoth and camp near Parth Galen. I love this part in the movie. One of my favorite parts. They're you know they're on the the canoes and they come around that corner and and uh, Aragorn says the Argonath, you know, um, my my kin, you know, the kings of old. Just a, a and the way they did it in the film, unbelievable, right? Yeah. Just oh, yeah. like the visual. Uh, I don't know. It's like stunning to see. Um, the first battle of the Fords of Eisen happens, and this is when we lose Theodred. Theodred, son of Theoden, is slain, killed, mm-hmm. yeah. dead. The heir is no more. Uh, Gandalf journeys south. Right. Um, let's see. February 26th, uh, the death of Boromir. Uh, his horn is heard uh, in Minas Tirith. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So when he blew his horn, yeah. we got to check on that. Uh, I don't know what that means. Where'd you get this from? <laughs> yeah. A reliable source. Okay, cool. Good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mary and Pippin are captured. Um Frodo's ordeal at what is it? Amon Hen. Amon Hen. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and then Gandalf aids Frodo, uh, Frodo in his struggles at Amon Hen, and Frodo and Sam enter. Amon uh, Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Aragorn sets out in pursuit of the orcs that evening, and Eomer hears of the descent of the orc band from Amon Muil. That was all on the twenty uh, sixth. There. You got 27 there? Right? Yeah, 27. Uh, Aragorn reaches the West Cliff at sunrise. Uh, Aramir, against the wishes of Theoden, sets out from East fo- uh, Eastfold about uh, midnight to pursue, to pursue the orcs. Uh, Merry and Pippin endure their captivity. And then on February 28th, Aomer overtakes the orcs just outside of Fangorn Forest. The Rahiram attack the orcs at sunrise. Kick their butts. They do. Yes, and then on the 29th, uh, Merry and Pippin escape and meet Treebeard. Gollum uh, is captured by Frodo and Sam. Faramir sees the funeral boat of Boromir. What is this? Oh, this Peter is awesome. Jackson's Return of the King. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so that's not a that's not a Middle Earth uh, right, happening, just, obviously. Okay, conquers the academy, <laughs> the, the academy Awards. Okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, right, cool. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. So well, there's what's yeah. That's what's happening in Middle Earth. That is what's happening. We are now to the reread. To the reread. Big deal. Chapter Pretty four, cool. um, a shortcut to mushrooms, which isn't that what we all want? I mean, I I actually, have I've you ever gone mushroom hunting? Once. Did you? In Kentucky, probably. No, actually it was in this, it was around Apple Valley. And Seriously? Yeah. And I'm actually, um, I went once and my dad went a couple more times, but he had some buddies from work that did it. Yeah, and, and can I, I come I, next time, dude? I'm telling you, it was kind of crazy just trekking around. I mean, their spot that he knew the spots to look. I had no idea what we were looking for. I mean, mushrooms, obviously, but like <laughs> I didn't know where to look. You know? Yeah, it's crazy. I would, I'd love to do. I haven't done it yet, and I would love to go mushroom hunting. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, recap. I you know from from, from the last chapter. Um, you want to take us through that lane, just sort of what happened uh, last year? Sure. Chapter? So what Ezra talked about at the beginning of this podcast is we're going to start incorporating. So the the threads that we do on Facebook 
for discussion threads for the chap the previous chapter we're going to share as part of the recap. So um, part of that is just is just reading your thoughts on the previous chapter or and what we're kind of doing now is catching up on on previous previous chapters. So we haven't done this yet. So some of these are chapter three, some of right. them are chapter one and two. Right. So Chris Broughton had a pretty cool uh, idea that I hadn't thought of, uh, and he's flexing his like. Um, uh, races of Middle Earth knowledge here. This was this was amazing. We both thought this was really cool. Yep. He says, uh, I had a thought about why Bilbo and Frodo were so different from other hobbits beyond their bloodline. I'm not currently joining you on the reread. I was actually in the middle of reading The Silmarillion when I found your podcast, and so I will finish that before catching up with the Fellowship. That being said, a thought occurred to me while reading about the dwarves. Each race is tainted or acquainted with grief in a way. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. The elves with their fear of permanent death and the fact that they are des- destined to leave Middle-earth. The dwarves from the beginning were threatened with extinction and the fact that they are a mistake. Right, yep. The men with the brevity and violence of their lives. The hobbits are alone in their perfect joy and peace. They revel in ignorance. Mm-hmm. Except, that is, for Frodo. In Bilbo's adventure, he begins as a fairly normal hobbit and the story reflects it in that tone. By the end, however, he has adopted a bit of the dwarf's sadness and it sets him apart from the other hobbits. Frodo is much the same. His parents die while he is still young, so from the beginning he is acquainted with loss, and so his story feels different from the beginning, and it may be why he so much resembles Bilbo from the get-go. He said, anyways, just a thought, thought I would share. Thank you for sharing that, Chris. Glad you did. Yeah, keep that sharing. And full disclosure here, I have not read The Silmarillion. It's (laughs) always been one of those... Uh, writings that he has written that has uh, kind of intimidated me. Yeah. And so as we progress through Lord of the Rings, you know, when we finish this, we're going to go on and read The Hobbit. And right. then after that, I think our plans are kind of to dig into the Silmarillion. Yeah. And we'll look at that because I mean, we like, we might look at, um, gosh, I mean, there's a, there's a certain, you, you could go with the histories of Middle Earth or the lot or the, um, you know, unfinished tales and, and, and such. We've got to really look at that. Once we get to that part, kind of figure out how we want to go yeah. about that. And we might be talking to some of you and kind of figure out where's the best place to start, Yeah, you know, because it, it is, it is a lot uh, to take in. That's why I love it. That's why we right. love this big extended universe and things, right. you know, uh, this Middle Earth that we have. But man, I tell you what, um, that's the kind of deep and sweaty we like. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean so. that all that does to me is that for me is that whets my appetite for yeah. the Silmarillion. I mean that if that kind of information is there, that yeah. is so cool. I know it's yeah. the origins and all that. So uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah. We have some more comments from our episode three thread. Um, Daniel Couch said, "Listening to it now, and I'm at the part where you're discussing the ring being reluctant for Gandalf to touch it. I don't think it's uh, so much that the ring is reluctant to go to Gandalf." But that the ring makes the ring bearer very reluctant to let anyone touch it, you know, anyone else touch okay, it, yeah. or the possibility of it changing hands. If you're the ring bearer, you want to stay uh, with the ring. You want to stay the ring bearer, even if you don't. He had that in parentheses. Yeah. yeah so yeah. definitely agree with that. Uh, that's amazing. Um, uh, looking through here. Mm-hmm. And guys, by the way, you know, these are all just on our Facebook. We just pulled right off the thread. Um, Lane's, Lane's sifting through them right now, and and there's just know. some other there's some other cool comments. I'll just read it. It doesn't necessarily have to do with reflection, but mm-hmm. Emma Rose Kolk, uh, loved the episode, and thanks for reading out my comment. Also, very well done on pronouncing my surname uh, correctly, as <laughs> most people have a lot of trouble with it for some reason. I do listen to Swish and Flick. 
in parentheses, oh. I'm a patron. Awesome. And that was where I first heard about that pot about this podcast. So that's yeah. really cool. Cool. Chris Broughton said, I'm an S A H D. It's incredibly fulfilling. Tell him about being a, a stay at home dad. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, Nicole Whitaker first, um, you know, this day in middle earth calendar needs to happen. Yeah. Right. We talked about she that. She says it needs to happen. Think, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you don't seem to filter that by ages too. though. <laughs> there's so, yeah, so much. You know? And that's kind of what I do. I sift through if there's a, another age that pertains. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, Connor Taggart said, uh, guys recently started listening and really enjoying the podcast. Keep up the good work listening from Ireland. Sweet. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to find stuff that, yeah. Um, but, but great stuff, stuff that applies to the previous episode. Uh, so yeah, keep commenting there and we'll, we'll share that as part of the recap. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, take us up to speed on where we are. Yeah. I'll take you up to speed. Uh, the, the last note on that is just anything that, you know, that we missed or, or a deeper connection or something like that's the kind of stuff we want to see. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I, I love it because it takes it further. It's that book club. You bring your notes, you bring your takeaways. Yep. You know, sort of thing. Go. I have another one from Emma Rose. Go. This was really cool too. Yeah. I noticed something while reading this chapter. This is talking about chapter, uh, chapter three. Three is company. Uh-huh. Um, I noticed something while reading this chapter that I thought I'd share with you. When the constellation oh, yeah. Menelmacar is mentioned, it is described as being almost identical to the real life constellation Orion. Mm-hmm. That went over my head. Yeah. Good catch there. Middle Earth was intended to be a prehistoric Earth, so I love this nod to the fact. Uh, that we are living in the same world as the hobbits and uh, with the same night sky, just with different names. Yeah. Which yeah. is, and that's, that is what Tolkien did. He was, right. his intention for Lord of the Rings was to create a pure English mythology. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because all the mythologies that they had were influenced by other, you know, like invasions, mm-hmm. the Norman invasion. Right. Um, you know, the, the Saxons, Saxons coming in. Yep. So they didn't really have their own pure English mythology and that's what he's creating. So yep. aw- just awesome comments, guys. Cool. Great stuff. I like it. All right, guys. Um, on to the summary yeah. uh, for A Shortcut to Mushrooms. And uh, here we go. Frodo, Sam, and Pippin spent a restful night with Gildor and company. Sam wakes up a new hobbit. Guys, literally something is up with Sam. We're going to talk about it. Uh, he's a new <laughs> man, hobbit, what have you. Yeah. Uh, Frodo and Pippin decide to take a shortcut, which will lead them through the bo- the, the bog and briar of uh, Buckland. Yeah. While the Black Riders continue their sniffing, don't forget the sniffing. Yeah. All right. What about the sniffing? Don't forget it. All right. <laughs> Did he mention the sniffing? No, I said don't forget it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Sam uses his keen sense of hearing to keep the company one step ahead of their pursuers. Uh, the shortcut takes the hobbits right onto Farmer Maggot's land, and Frodo yeah. is paralyzed with a new fear. Yeah. So here we go. One of his past. Right. So, so we, we split this up into three, um, uh, oh gosh, what am I saying? Three parts here, pretty sure. much. So the first part is pages 84 through 86 in the light of day. Second part is 86 to 90 through, bar, through Bog and Briar. And the third part is Maggot Unmasked, which is page <laughs> 90 through 95. Um, another great comment. Oh my gosh. Well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit more. Now, you know what? Heck, I'll just mention it now. Jeremiah Allen had a really cool idea. He took a picture of his versions, because we talked about our page oh, numbers yeah. and the yeah. versions being different. Yeah. He took a picture of his versions from the books he reads from. He said, uh, your mention of different page numbers in different editions 
my Facebook's freaking out. Anyway, um, he pretty much just said, he took a picture of his books and said it'd be cool to get everyone's versions on there. Right. So maybe what we do as we create a photo album that has pictures that you guys can submit or send to us and we'll submit them of your versions of the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. So That'd we can cool. compile that, and you can see what we people can start are a thread. We'll of. download them, and then we'll put them in, in, in like an Perfect. album or something. Yeah. That'd Sorry, cool. a little uh, sidebar there, but didn't want to forget. Yeah, because we do that. reference the page numbers, and and it's yes. it's nice to you know if you have a different version, it's no big deal. I mean, yeah. that's obviously we all do. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you want to start uh, in the light of day? I mean, up the corners. Yeah, I guess yeah. you know um, they awake. They're. Um, I think you'd mentioned this before. Not really frustrated. We we talk about how the elves basically. You know, uh, they're yes and no. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're uh, not going to, they're, they're going to take the middle of the road here. Mm-hmm. And, and advice is sort of this uh, double edged sword, it's right? Dangerous. Right. Yeah. They, so, they make it pretty clear. Right. And um, I think that's, that's frustrating, but, you know, it, it is what it is. And uh, the hobbits have to deal with that. And, but again, I get why it's a double edged sword, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe the, the, the more, you know, we know, um, the less maybe that we're willing to risk and step out of our door. Totally. You know, that was the whole point. Well, we see it in this chapter too, don't we? We, yeah. and, they, and they, they know more than they did, you know, previously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and at times it leaves them paralyzed. Right. There, there's a section here that we'll get to where they, something happens with the black riders and there are, they, they don't know where to go. Right. They don't want to leave their cover, but they know they can't stay there. Right. So yeah, sometimes uh, too much knowledge can be, yeah, paralyzing, right? Can right. stunt you. Yeah, right. Um, I, yeah, and, and so basically, they're 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 kind of um, a little frustrated. There's some food left over that the that, <laughs> that the elves left though, so it's super important. All right, it's there, and yeah. they saved Frodo some. Okay, guys. So Dude, they they made him a bed. Did yeah. you notice that it opens with him like yeah. laying in all these branches? He didn't. I don't think he noticed. Like it's like he right. fell asleep and they built him a bed and laid him down. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know the elves take care of you. I know it's it's unreal. They man. do. Uh, they so um, they've saved him some some food and 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 uh, it was all Sam. You know, Pippin's like I wasn't going to save you anything. But, <laughs> right, all right, right. You yep. lucky dog, get up and eat. You know, yep. um, but those guys also went to bed. You know, uh, much much sooner. And yep. uh, you know, so but uh, Sam sounds like Sam had a had an interesting night, and we don't really get to hear that. And I like that that that's a little mm-hmm. mysterious to us because, like I said in the summary. He is a new man. He's yes. a new hobbit. Before we dig into this, yep. I did have one. I have a couple of takeaways. I liked how um, Tolkien again uh, shows us his characters instead of telling us. He mm-hmm. he lets yep. them just kind of take the stage, and we can figure it out. Frodo wakes up. Would you say pissed off? Kind of agitated. Um, yeah. He's like frustrated. He's like, yeah. man, you know what? Dang it! Like he, I think uh, Tolkien mentions like uh, the light of day made uh kind of made sam and pippin forget their troubles but uh for frodo is almost too bright wow. he was like you know what he's like gosh he's probably thinking to himself here we go another day um i know i know more of the danger that faces me but i know less of what to do i feel like i have less direction mm-hmm. so he's yeah. feeling kind of frustrated and it comes out in that conversation he has with with uh with pippin when pippin's like did you ask about the sniffing you know, oh, it's like, God. no, and if it would have been pretty important, I'm sure Gildor wouldn't have told me anything. And they're kind of snipping at each other. Right. Yeah, and so yeah, you can right, kind of right. see how Pippin, uh, I guess like that film version of Pippin is true, how he's he just kind of, uh, he's quick and he can be kind of annoying. Yeah. But in the end, he's there for you. Like yeah, he, he likes to get under your skin a little right, bit. Right, yeah, yeah. Poke he's, the bear. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. And so you can kind of see that and you can kind of see Frodo's role as being uh, 
you know, a senior hobbit and being like just sort of annoyed and and uh, just I want to eat my breakfast in peace is what he says. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I, right here is the part where you said treacherously bright. Yeah. The morning was treacherously yeah. bright. What a juxtaposition there. That. Treacherously yeah, bright. Like, come right. on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. So, and yeah. So, you were talking, though. You were talking about this transformation of Sam. Yeah. It's like he went up on the what mount, happened, man. man. The transfiguration. I don't know. Was he touched by an elf? Oh, dude. That, that's weird. Touched by an angel is what I was going with. I know you were. Playing back in there. I touched know. by an elf. <laughs> I know you were. I mean, I don't know. Here's the thing. He seems enlightened to me. He does. And Frodo. And, uh, yeah, I, I don't really know. You know, you know sometimes we, we've read in these first couple of chapters, there's something else causing Frodo to dream or go into song or, um, mm. you know, uh, to t- take him down a certain path. There's another power at work. Um, yes. Thanks. Right. God. It's so subtle, though, actually. Yeah, it is. And, and you sometimes don't even quite know that it's there. But this is one of those things. Maybe this is more direct with it being a, a, this correlation and connection to the elves. Mm-hmm. But something that they're in connect in connection with mm-hmm. has really influenced Sam. You know, and he is he is he is honestly now he doesn't know why he doesn't know what the pull is, but he must go forward and, and he must see this through. Yes. And it's interesting, too, isn't it? I guess like the foreshadowing we've seen with previous chapters of of Sam's obsession with elves. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like one of the first uh, interactions we had with him, I think, um, man, I, it's just sticking out to me. I'm sure it was there. If not, uh, forgive me for uh, misremembering. But when he's when he's having that conversation with Ted Sandyman in the in the Green Dragon, he someone mentions elves and he gets really excited. Right. So we learn right off the bat that he's got this infatuation and this fascination with elves and who they are, but also a, a fear, like a, a healthy fear. When I say that, I mean like respect. Right. right, he talks about how you know their um, their likes and dislikes are a bit above him, so to speak. Right, he he understands that they're ethereal beings, that they're some they're 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 creatures to aspire to. But yeah, it's, it's almost like he can't quite comment on them. You know, it's almost like yeah. Which it, which who does that sound like? An elf. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. kind of sounds like Gildor to me. Yeah, yeah. I would but, tell you to do this, well, but I'm not going to. Well, but I also think it was more the way I kind of interpreted it was that it was like this humbleness to Sam that I, sure. I don't know that I'm, I'm the guy to, to comment yeah. on, on these folk because but, they're yes. And, uh, but know. I, I mean, I guess I, I'm trying to, I guess I'm no, saying I, the same thing as you, is, yeah. the, the elves are for all their knowledge and all their wisdom. They, they, they have a sense of humility. That's true. Right. I mean, yeah. for as much as they know, they won't give advice because they know the dangers of it. Right. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. You know, uh, <laughs> One thing that's interesting about this, compared, comparing uh, this chapter here, what's said, you know, uh, don't you leave him, right? Yeah. And and that, that always comes, you think that comes from Gandalf. Yeah. Right. But that's right. coming the from films. these elves. Right. That's right. Yeah. That, that's coming from these elves here, you know. Um, yeah. And I never mean to. I am going with him if he climbs to the moon. Wow. And if any of those black riders try and stop him, they'll have Sam Gamgee to reckon with. I mean. Man. He's, a, he's he, fierce. He's something. So something yeah. is, is changing him. It's not just about this cool adventure and going with you know uh, master baggins and things you know it's 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 more than that and yeah. he realizes that yep. i almost wonder he's he's pretending to be asleep right i yeah. think he hears them talk when everyone else has drifted off yeah. i could see even frodo drifting off and sam playing asleep yeah he wants to hear the conversation afterwards from yeah. you know what i mean and i i wouldn't be surprised if he did i wouldn't be surprised if maybe old sam old samwise knows a little bit more than he should yeah. And maybe that's what's changed him. And he doesn't yeah. want to, you know, 
not that that's what happened, but it makes me think. No, and it almost seems, yeah, so definitely like he gains knowledge, but there's also just something. Well, he takes Frodo off guard. The things that he says, Frodo expects to to look over and 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 see him mm-hmm. see him changed, right? Or or see someone Physically else changed. Yeah, and he's and like, it's... no, that's that's Sam, right? And it's it's peculiar to Frodo. It it kind of like um, intrigues Frodo. He's like, wow, what is this? What is this change? So even even his master notices this this difference in him. Well, and I'll tell you, I'm not to jump way way far ahead here, but the parallels between like what happens here in the beginning of this chapter uh-huh. and what happens with another character at the end of yes. this chapter. Yeah. You know, right right just to to see that that's really our two big talking points in this is what happens to Sam, what's unexpected, the the mm. the, the change that takes place and then something that was always there but that was never seen. You know what I mean? Right. Um, with Farmer Maggot, but we'll get there. It really um, is like, a, like I, th- I think of uh, the Transfiguration of Christ. Yeah, like it, it kind of. I mean, it, it's the same shock factor of like, uh, like Frodo being taken aback. Like, who is this? So, like Samwise the Brave is uh, really coming into coming into his own. Mm-hmm. I, I seriously think Touched by an Elf should. I think it's coming to <laughs> to the Hallmark Channel this September. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I don't know. It should yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um. Yeah. Um, so we oh, next. Yeah. Something else. Uh, mm-hmm. I, so the visit from the elves has, has really like hastened Frodo. Yeah. You made it, uh, an awesome. I mean, y- your points are always solid. You noted at the end of last chapter, uh, his home is not nearly as safe as he thought it was. I think you even mm-hmm. said at one point you said uh, this is his home court, this is home turf, and you expect to have an advantage there. And Frodo's learning really quickly. There's not much of an advantage. Right. And he and he didn't even didn't even realize it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. Kind of taken aback by that. But I think this visit with the elves spurns him to, to move a little more quickly and secretly. Mm-hmm. And we see that take action as they go through through Bog and Briar is that um, well, yeah, Pippin, Pippin's pretty keen. He's like, just stay on the stay on the road. And Frodo's right. like, no. And, right. and Pippin even says, you know what that thicket's like? We're going to get all twisted around. It's going to be a mess. Right. Frodo says, I'd rather be off the road. You right. know, they're And, and they're going to be looking for us on the road. Right. Yeah. So... Um, and then they, they go back and forth a little bit. They, they they wanted to hit up the golden perch. Yeah, that's right. I love that. <laughs> but uh, you know they're gonna best, over best the east beer farthing. in all the in all the stock, right? Yeah, yeah. No, the best beer in the east farthing. East farthing. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, but uh, but anyways, after after a bit, you know, once once Frodo's heard that, okay, it's settled, boys. You yeah. know, if that's yeah. what if that's our reason for being on the road, then then you know, uh, shortcuts make delays. Yeah. But ends make longer ones. Yeah, that's right. right. So, so they're off. They're going to set off through the bog and briar. But um, I think he's almost more concerned about avoiding the gold perch than he is the black riders. Yeah, it might be a tie at all costs. Right. We must <laughs> we must avoid the the gold oh, perch. Gosh. Yeah, um, golden perch. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, that's kind of where you know they go back and forth on this on the on this bit, and it's you know it is interesting that um, this is a bit, it's a small decision, but it's a big one. Yeah, you know, it I mean? shapes the it's, rest of the chapter, right? Yeah, it's, and really the rest of the adventure. I mean, honestly, right. yeah, yeah, because because even deciding to to go off the road, they have some pretty scary encounters. Mm-hmm. Right. Like this, I was re I was rereading it again this afternoon to to prepare for the podcast, and dude, my heart rate was up. I was yeah. sweating. Yeah, the blood pressure was up. I oh, mean, yeah. it. If you read it and really get into it and give it all your attention, um, it's crazy. It's very stressful. Yeah, it is. Very it stressful. is. Well, um, and, and, and we even had a day today that was kind of warmer. That was a lot like the weather we're seeing here. Oh my gosh, we were. I was driving on the way down yep. here because it mentions once once we get into Bog and Briar, um, 
the wetness and, yeah. and, and the mud and, and the and almost like the fog and the and the ragged rain clouds yes, man, sweeping that's across. Exactly what was happening today. Yeah. It was it was un, unreal on the way down here because yeah. I was listening to it on my way down. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, jeez, the dude, best. I know. Could not pick a better day to listen. Right. To this. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, so now we're into the 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 bog and briar, and um, so you know as the 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 going stuff. Um, yeah. As, as, as it should be, as they knew that it would be. Um, so they're making uh, straight for the ferry over the country. Um, there were a few ditches and fences. Uh, Frodo reckoned that they had 18 miles to go in a straight line. Right. Okay. And they so weren't going in a straight line. So uh, yeah. they got, they got, yeah. Yeah. Which that's a full day. Right. It's a, right. It, it is a full day. And a lot of this guys, you know, this is a shorter, this is one of the shorter chapters in the book. Um, so we're not going to make a whole lot out of nothing, but if mm-hmm. we, if we miss something, obviously let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it kind of just goes on to, to describe here a little bit their, their struggles, uh, their ups and downs. Um, wait, 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 wait. and right off the bat, we kind of have a little, a little scary moment here. Yeah. Sam Gamgee looked back and I'm on page 87 in our version. Sam Gamgee looked back through an opening in the trees. He caught a glimpse of the top of the green bank from which they had climbed down. So where they just were, mind you. Right. Look, he said, clutching Frodo by the arm. They all looked, and on the edge, high above them, they saw against the sky a horse standing. Beside it stooped a black figure. Yeah. Gosh, dude, unnerving. Well, it, it, it It's such a contrast, you know what I mean? Because I, I imagine it, uh, you know, just going from, from being in the safety of the elves to just like just stepping off onto the shortcut yeah. and right behind us is the black rider he's and, already there and the speed with which you they know? pursued it almost makes you it almost makes you wonder like um uh when they were hanging out at uh at woodhall yeah mm-hmm. were the riders just the shadows observing yeah it does or, make you wonder were, were they, sort of i mean or were they at least close by keeping an eye on knowing that you know hey when the elves pass on we're clear to move back in mm-hmm. something like that I mean, that's yeah. frightening like the fact that like, the is. idea of being watched is almost scarier than than anything right so yeah so yeah they, right away they've got that and that kind of makes them move with uh uh a lot of haste right well i think right. what i think one of the things that's kind of interesting is you know um i just think it's funny that the the, uh, the writers are using their sense of smell yeah quote air quote smell by the way yeah that's they're right. sniffing all right? right they're sniffing and old, old uh old Catch sam them. he's got them sharp ears right a sense of hearing battle of the senses right battle of senses right yeah. so uh you know You've got sharp ears, Sam. Can you hear anything else coming? <laughs> and it's just sort of like, you, you know what's funny? Is, is like, the, like hearing is really emphasized in this chapter. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of, uh, yeah, um, dependency on what they hear, what they don't hear coming. That's right. That's right. Uh, because a lot of times it's so thick they can't see what's going on or they're, later on they're covered up and they, they, they uh-huh. lose their visuals. So, yeah, you start to rely on the other senses. Right. Which, which, is, is, which is cool. scary too because oh, it you, is. you rely so much on what you see. And when it, that's taken away... A little un- unnerving. Yep. Yeah. Builds the suspense and, 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 and yeah. all of that. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, they're holding their breath there. They're listening. Um, there was no sound of pursuit or, or what have you. But they kind of had a decision, right? It was yeah. it was to... Uh, and, and that made it up for them. Yep. Which, like, right before that, they're arguing about where to go. Because they had come up That's against right. some, like a patch of briars that basically... they had, If they went down it, they were going to get muddy and wet and mm-hmm. all this what right. have you. Right. Well, that doesn't matter anymore. No. Because they're you know, is a, is a black rider in pursuit. So boom, here we go. We're, yeah. we're, 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 we're trudging through. We'd better get going on. Yep. Yeah. So, um, let's see the, uh, Oh, you have some stuff here. They kind of start to lose 
their orientation. Uh-huh. They're, they're not sure really they sure yeah. like what direction they're headed in. And they almost rely on these clearings to clue them into like where they are. Mm-hmm. So again, they're, they're kind of flying blind, right? Yeah. They're using, they're relying on um, Pippin's knowledge of the area to guide them in the general direction. But even he's like, guys, if we keep, I mean, he says at the very beginning, if we do this, we're probably going to get lost or it's definitely going to make the way longer and harder. So. Right. Yeah. He talks about this being a uh, stock brook. And basically that they need to, you know, um, th- yeah, that they basically need to um, cross at once and bear to the right. So, um, yeah, uh, they waited the stream and then they hurried over a wide open space, uh, rush grown and treeless on the further side. So and then from there, they, you know, we're, we're moving along. There's uh, all of a sudden it seems like the weather starts to change a little bit here because the morning was bright. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was treacherously bright. Mm-hmm. Right. But then um, it's always interesting to pay attention, folk, when the uh, when the weather changes, uh, things are That's <laughs> getting right. gloomy. Something's, 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 something's yeah. up, you know. Yeah. Um, so the leaves are blown upward uh, in, in a sudden gust of wind um, and spots of rain began to fall uh, from the overcast sky. Uh, the wind had died away, and the rain came streaming down. So that change in in wet and weather takes place right after we see these writers, which yeah, that's just good writing. I think. Yeah, it is. Um, also interesting too. There's a, a little mention too about how um, they did not co- they did not talk, but kept glancing back and from side to side. So they went uh-huh, from in this right. morning kind of this carefree, uh, where only Frodo felt more burdened to realizing like we're, we're, we're back into danger here, uh, heads on a swivel, no talking. Right. And you can almost envision these, these poor three little hobbits, um, uncomfortable and tired and wet and, and scratched up like, uh, just on constant lookout for their doom. Right. It's just, it's like, it's terrifying, man. Like that would be terrible. Right. It, yeah, and they're they're making their way through, and it says they start to go in kind of zigzags and things. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know they're not. They, let's and, see. And, and then, then we come out of it too, right? Right. It says, "I love this description." Then the sun gleamed out of ragged clouds <laughs> again. You're right there. The rain just picked up here. Man, I'm telling you, that's, that's eerie as all. Get out, man. We're reading about this, dude. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. I have to stop. No, I'm sorry, guys. I know we're in the middle of the reread right now. I have looked over at that window probably 15 times. This has been freaking me out. I so thought I'm, for I'm like, sure there was a black writer in that window. I, it's like <laughs> late at night, man. And I'm like... We are in the Shire, man. I this is bad end. I saw something across the road through your window. <laughs> Stop. And like, there's like wind blowing. And Stop, dude. It's raining. I wish we were filming this right now because it really is like... Um, it's a storming outside. So my house reminds me of Bag End anyway. It's very hobbity. Good lord. Uh, and like, yeah, as is right. We're looking out the scared. windows, and there's, there's, and I, I saw him glance over about ten times. I did. I'm like, what the heck? I kept looking at him to see what was. I was trying to, without set, talking into the microphone, <laughs> ask what was going on, and he kept, he kept just nodding and going like, shh, shh, shh it's okay, it's okay, without saying anything. And but he kept looking over, and then the rain picks up, and he just turns straight around and looks at the window behind him and darn near pees himself. Dude, I'm telling you, I don't know what was going on, and and that's no joke, guys. I was trying to keep straight face during the reread, but I kept like looking over because I thought someone was. I thought at one point someone was looking through that window, bro. So I'm just don't say, say that. No, now no, no, there's no, thunder no, going no, on. Th- no, too. that wasn't what happened. Don't want to scare you, but 
because we're in the we're in the safety. I mean, I'm not scared. No one's touching. No, no one's, one's touching Frodo. You're darn right. That's you're right. You're darn right. We're in the safety we'll of the Shire. Him. We're still in our home court. Gosh dang it! Is the Shire safe though? Uh-huh. I don't we're know. building the case here, my friend. They're strangers. But um, anyways, real quick, it does. Yeah, go ahead. What page so, are you on, by the way? I'm on page 88. So am I. Right. Okay. And so let's jump out of that zigzaggy ness or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they went on for an, for another couple of miles, and then the sun. I wish the sun would come out right now. It'd It'd really help me. It'd also be kind of weird because it's 11 at night. That'd be weird. Whatever. You know what I'm saying. Um, (laughs) Then the sun gleamed out of the ragged clouds uh, again, and and, and the rain lessened. Um, And so it's around midday. um, And so the weather's changing. It's almost like this, you know, this rainstorm came through and just sort of sheets of rain and stuff. And, you know, and and, and we're good. I love that phrasing, too. Uh, Again, I, I, I love... I just love the way Tolkien words things. So like just, just the two, the two simple words, ragged clouds. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can visualize that. I, and, and I'm sure we all can like, you know, you're out and like today was a very spring like day in the middle of February mm-hmm. and you look out and you see these, uh, just big breaking storm clouds that are going away and clearing off Yep, and it, they're ragged. I mean, there's no other way to describe it, but right. not a way you, you often hear clouds described as being ragged. So mm-hmm. just beautiful. And, and something that Tolkien does here too, I think I think I got it noted later on, but it's uh, it's worth talking about now because we are going so back and forth, and you keep looking out the windows, and I keep looking out the windows, and then yeah. we feel fine. Um, is to keep us on the edge of our seat and to keep us in, in constant like um, uh, fear and uh, anxiety. Is he keeps doing the shifting? Yeah, there, there's there's sort of a light hearted moment followed real quickly by something ominous right and then we have another light moment and and we don't feel afraid anymore and then something treacherous happens again and then we have a, a break from the tension and then we're in pursuit and, or we hear a cry or a shriek mm-hmm. it's just this constant back and forth for being such a short chapter it's, right. it's one of the it's one of the most up and down um emotive chapters we've had yet where we're just kind of being we're like are we safe no we're not are we right. safe now? And it really mimics how, I mean, obviously it mimics how they're feeling, but it it, it creates that in you as a reader where right. yep. you almost feel like the entire time you're at the edge. Like I, I think about that uh, coming up here when they, well, it's when they're getting ready to, to, to cross more into Buckland, when they're on the edge of the forest and there's this huge, vast opening ahead of them. And you're right. thinking, gosh, nowhere to hide. So once we step out now, there's nowhere to hide. Uh-huh. And yeah. this whole chapter kind of feels like that. There's nowhere to hide. Like, we're still in the Shire. It's only going to get harder. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, they're, they're uh, undercover in a sense yet and, and still feeling the anxiety and, right. and the exposure. You know, we're yeah. kind of safe because we're zigzagging and we're meandering our way through here. We're in the bog and the briar. But, right. yeah, still kind of feel exposed. Yeah. So just not feeling safe in either setting. I kind of wonder if it was the, if it might've been the power or the divine uh, connection with the elves that sort of swept that rain, that rain cloud, those rain clouds off. Because what happens? What do they find in their bottles? Yeah, they, they find a little something that, little. Uh, that uh, I've been nursing over here, which is some Lady Bly. Little okay. Lady Bly. So it's what they find. I got a little late. late. <laughs> so, I mean, other than theirs is clear. Um, mine's got a little brown tint yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's moonshiny, um, But it's right? got, it's got, yeah, it's, they had filled their bottles with a clear drink, pale. Oh, no, this is pale golden. Okay, cool. Pale golden go. in color. Lady exactly what yeah. I thought. Yep. Um, a scent of honey made uh, of many flowers. And it was wonderfully refreshing. Yeah. Right. It 
literally, I think they, re- I think that's what's on the back of this. I bottle. think it's the it's the description of it's what the you description ride. Of yeah. It. Um, so, anyways, the, you know, soon they're laughing and they're snapping their fingers at the rain and the black riders. Yep. You know, and 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 how cool the four. That? I know, and again, like up and down, and the foresight too that the elves had, like they knew that they were going to need this. The following day, they knew they were going to need a little pick me up. They know the way to the heart of a hobbit is through good food and good drink, and so they slipped them a little something as a, um, I don't know, as like a way to keep going with them. I think to to continue to protect them is right. they can find a moment and have a little forget their troubles for a little bit, and uh, you know, ho 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 to the bottle I go oh. to heal my heart and drown my woe. Rain may fall and wind may blow, and there still be many miles to go. Love that we get that in the movies too. Oh, that's great. That's great little great. song. Yeah, but um, yeah, they didn't they didn't want to get too loud because what happens literally right after that? Oh man, right after that. I mean, well, what almost happened outside your window here, which is uh, <laughs> dude, whatever that noise was, um, it sounded like a black rider was. Well, you guys won't be able to hear it in the in the recording, but I mean, it literally. The, what's the parallels that are happening between today and what, what we've read in this chapter are uncanny. It's unreal. So. But you know yeah. they they hear this loud like screeching this this uh, this this noise right they hear yeah, um, a long drawn wail yeah. came down out of the wind like the cry of some evil and lonely creature right it rose yeah. and fell and ended on a high piercing note even as they sat and stood as if suddenly frozen again just being frozen with fear it was answered by another cry fainter and further off but no less chilling to the blood there was then a silence broken only by the sound of the wind in the leaves. And I, I've had moments like that too, where you're out in the wind, you're out in the wind, my Lord, mm-hmm. you're out in the woods and something weird happens. Yeah. And then yeah. there's just a bunch of silence and yeah. you just, you can, it's amazing how loud the wind whipping through the, the leaves is when normally right. it's just a rustle, but it just, because of your tension and they're, they're it's, um, their adrenaline's kicking in is what it is. Yeah. And they're just like, oh crap. Well, dude, I mean, the only, this is this is a scary sound that's that's made, right? Yeah. And the only thing that I can think that that parallels it in my life is is when I'm sneaking in to my house late at night and it's all quiet and yeah. I think I've, I'm all, I'm on the top step, about to hit and you know jump into my room and I hear my mom, Ezra. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. scare the daylights out of me. For mom, sure, dude. And that wasn't coming from down the stairs. Mom was in my room, you know. But, what about uh, the Sasquatch encounter, though? Yeah, that was also pretty scary too. Yeah. but you know, it's it is it's it's uh they're they're frozen, you know. Yeah, paralyzed here for a little bit. Um, and then and then Pippin, it's so funny, like how he's he's trying to like um he's trying to calm himself as much as everyone else, and he's his voice is quavering. He's like, and and what do you think that was? Uh, uh, if it was a bird, it was one I have never heard in the Shire before. <laughs> Like nice try, and then Frodo's like, "Dude, it's a call. It's it's uh, a caller right, signal." He right. said, uh, it, it, "There's no birds and no hobbits can do that." No, um, no. And they were all thinking of the riders, but no one spoke of them. And, that, and you can also relate to that, like being so scared, and y'all know what you're scared of, right? But if you, if it feels like if you talk about it, it's going to make it more real, or maybe people lose their lose their cool when you right. when you vocal when you verbalize that. So. That's what they're they're trying to stay. These poor poor hobbits, man. They're trying to stay cool under pressure, and they're doing a hell of a job. If I had a rubber band, I'd break it right there. Sorry. Um, no, man. The, they're, when they're just trying say, to get to their destination, man. Yeah, but but when you say that they that they that none of them would really acknowledge or or or, or speak or verbalize what it was. Yeah, that's a fear that I think we all can kind of like. Oh yeah. Relate to right? I mean, it's that's something that you, yeah, you, yeah. you just don't. I don't know, man. To, 
I I'm there with them. It's like all right, just uh-huh. sh- okay, cool. Let's just yeah. let's just move on. No if, one talk about it. It's almost like exactly. It's not there. Right, right. Ignorance. It's the ignorance of the hobbits. Right. right. It's, if you, if you yeah. don't speak it in to being, then it's not real. Right. Right. Uh, or if you don't acknowledge it, it can't happen. Um, yeah. Yeah. I almost. I'm almost. I like. I'm just hitting this. Hit me right now. I almost feel most sorry for Pippin. Frodo knew what he was kind of getting into, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. 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 Sam. By way of Frodo, knew a little bit more. Yep, and Gandalf. Pippin had no, and Gandalf. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pippin had no idea. He right. thought they were just going to hang out at the <laughs> cottage. He was going to stop at the Golden Perch. Right. Before this this little trek out east, he had no knowledge of Black Riders. And now he's fearing for his life, right? Yeah. Will yeah. he ever have good golden ale from the East Farthing again? I don't know. The right. Golden Perch, he may never see again. He's starting to realize this. And this is why probably he, he's, he's the most scared in that scene. His sure. voice is quavering. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, he, he's not committed yet in a way that the other two are. No, you're right. And I think that's, you sort of and, see that one by one yes. commitment that, that happens. And, and, and you see that, we kind of passed over it, but you see that sort of, uh, um, I'm trying to think of the right word, uh, just that hesitation by Frodo to ask them to go on this journey. Oh, sure. And that's when yeah. that's when Sam speaks out and, and impresses him, and then we have that transfiguration, that that uh, transformation into Samwise the Brave, mm-hmm. where he yeah. appears changed. But at that very moment, he saw like Pippin off skipping and goofing around, and he was like, you know, asking them to come on an adventure is one thing. Asking them where we're a little bit uncomfortable, asking them to go into the heart of doom is something else. You know, I can't ask that of them. You know, right, they're, they're right. too good of, mm-hmm. of friends to me. So, so he's he's even struggling with you know how much do I tell? Like he's probably I'm sure internally going, what do I tell Pippin? How much do I enlighten him to, or do I keep him? You know, do I help help him stay as ignorant as possible? Yeah, yeah. So I feel I feel bad for Pippin here. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I get that. Yeah. Um, and so and so right after that, they're they're pressing along, and we we quickly get into um, it's we start to describe basically the the countryside. They're cautiously, you know, uh, creeping out from the edge of the trees. Mm-hmm. They set up across the open. Mm-hmm. Um, and we quickly get into Farmer uh, Maggot's, you know, territory. Yeah. They start to pip and recognizes the land yeah. and tells them where they're at. Yep. Um, so might as well hop, hop right into that. Let's and and this, new, this new fear uh, sets in on Frodo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. is is ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so ridiculous that he's afraid of, of Farmer Maggot and his dogs and right. this this thing that happened in his past that it almost it's like a welcomed fear to forget this what yeah. what's pursuing them. See, you know? and I kinda wonder who he fears more. Does he fear fear the black riders more or farmer maggot? I mean he's like terrified. I'm dude. Terrified, yeah. He says, uh oh my gosh, what does he say? Um uh, I'm terrified of him and his dogs. Yeah. I have avoided him or I've avoided his farm for years and years. He caught me several times trespassing after mushrooms when I was a youngster at Brandy Hall. On the last occasion, he beat me and he took me and showed me his dogs. See, yeah. lads, he said, <laughs> next time this young varmint sets foot on, the, on my land, you can eat him. Right. That's, pr- that's a pretty big threat, and yeah. especially as a youngin. And then he, uh, before that, he says, one trouble after another. And this, I mean, that's exactly yeah, how yeah. it would feel. Yeah. And Frodo says, you know, uh, looking nearly as much alarmed as if Pippin had declared the lane was the slot leading to a dragon's den. Yeah, jeez. And we can understand how that feels from from The Hobbit, right? From from Bilbo's fear of going yep. into to parlay with smog. And, and like Frodo's comparing going to Farmer Maggot's down his lane like right. going to visit a dragon. right. Yeah, I mean that's 
I almost I almost wonder who who's he afraid of more. But it, you're right; it's so silly because we we know we know the outcome, sure. and we and we know and we can put. Uh, we know the Black Riders too. Well, that's I mean, true. I, I guess true. if you're reading this for the for the first time, maybe you don't quite know what right. they are. And Farm and Maggot sounds pretty pretty scary. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the, and and yeah, we yeah get yep. into that a little bit. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. Uh. What else you got here? Um. That that's it for that section, I think. Um. Okay. So we're on to. I maggot. dude, I've been thinking lately. Um. Unmask. I think we should. I don't know. Do you think we should start a Lord of the Rings podcast? Oh man, I don't know. We've been over this before. What do you think? And I, you think we should do it? I think we should. See, the problem is we got to get the name just right. Right. Uh, you got any off off the top of your head? Um, probably like uh, I don't know. Maybe uh, some alliteration here. Two Tooks podcast. Oh, right. I love that because right. two and and Tooks. Right. Yeah. Kind of sound. Yeah. Pretty good. I, I like that. Um, okay, and this is just off the top of my head. I'm not reading it all. You'd have to forgive me for this, but I'm thinking XX or the Kiss Kiss podcast. Do you want to know? Yeah, like what that stands for? Keep it secret. Keep it safe. It's ridiculous, we dude. Could, we could call it the double X. That's ridiculous. Double XL kind of thing. Uh, yeah. I I got one better. Right. Um, Brandywine brunch. Ooh, that's a good one. Brandywine brunch. Yeah. Uh, here's one, and this is again just off the top of my head. Uh huh. Orkin for the weekend podcast, and then we got an intro song. Everybody's orkin for the weekend, or we could even change well, it. We could say, "Everybody's orkin for the white hand." Chimney, you know, and what just kind of roll that up a little bit. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Okay, uh, we're getting there. Okay, we'll keep working on it. Okay, one of these days we're one of these days one. we'll start one. All right. Yeah. So now we're headed into uh, Maggot Unmasked, right? We're right. the this whole. Um, scary uh, like myth of uh, this. Um, yeah, someone who he 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 was uh, yeah. afraid of in his youth just uh, right is being. Uh, we're gonna see it uh, kind of unmasked. Right, right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, boy, that was trouble. Boy, you got that out. Got um, out. So, so yeah. Let's uh, let's kind of finish through here. Um, Farmer Maggot recognizes Pippin, right? I mean, that's who he recognizes, mm-hmm. and and, um, and so that's a good thing. Calls him by his proper name, right? That's a good thing that, that he does. He sure does. Peregrine too. Um, so you know, um, don't have to worry about you know them being trespassers. Or if it were Frodo and, and Sam, I don't know that he does. He recognize Frodo? he recognizes Frodo's his name. name. It's been so long he doesn't right. recognize Not who he him. is. Right. Though. Yeah. So it's a good thing. Old and there. and it, 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 he he reveals too that he doesn't rec- he doesn't recognize his name from the memory of Frodo. It's from who just visited. That's right. Uh, which is also because we don't know that initially, but that's also kind of kind of frightening. It sort of mimics uh, the whole interaction with um, uh, the gaffer. Yeah. A little bit. Um, right. But it's happening in real time. Uh, so they, they describe the hobbits out here. Um, as just being a little different and be a little rougher, mm-hmm. and it's amazing how even you know they're, they're they're that much closer to the wild, we're that much further out of Hobbiton, and uh, they're just a little crustier, man. The right. Hobbits are 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 hardier and they're more leery, and they have dogs that they sick on people. Right, you don't see that in Hobbiton. Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen. Right. right, and so they're they're a little less trusting. They're a little less Hobbit like. Really, they're kind of like blends between. What I guess like a man hobbit would be. 
Right. They live in houses How, above the ground. House dwellers, yeah. Right. Not in, not in holes in the ground. So even that's foreign. Um, so just a lot of a lot of change. We're we're starting to. This is our real first, um, uh, like cultural shift. Even though we're still within the Shire and there's still hobbits, it's still kind of like a sub, a subculture of, um, hobbits. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and, yeah. The it, further it further out we move, this is our first kind of big transformation with that of a different type of people. Even though they're they are hobbits, so right. Well, I think you know somewhere in here we'll get to it where uh, they start to talk about baggins and and uh, and, and the queer folk back in, in yeah, Hobbiton. Yeah, yeah. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And so I love I love when that happens. It's just like yeah. you, whether you're from this part of this part of this part or what have you. It's just like yeah. if you're not here with me within my view and sight. You're you're an oddball. You're, if you're, you're not strange. from here, you're queer. Right, you're queer. Yeah, yeah. and it just gets really <laughs> kind of interesting. Like, you know, um, even though they they make mention of this big, even though they're in in Buckland here, um, you know, or they're near this the the Great River, mm-hmm. right? They're even still a little bit leery of the water. He makes a mention of that li- yeah. like later on, and just what it attracts and what it brings. You know, obviously yeah. it's a it's a way for to transport goods and for people to to come in on and stuff. Yep. So yep. It doesn't it doesn't always bring you know, the best of folk. Right. So, right. Um, and, and people, I mean, we see even later on the fellowship uses it as a, as a um, road to escape. So you have other, I'm sure you have other less than savory folk using it for the same reason. So right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great point. Yep. So anyways, um, so, uh, farmer maggot meets, uh, Pippin, you know, talks to him for a little bit and then he introduces, um, Frodo and Sam, but he, he introduces Frodo as Frodo Baggins. Yeah. And that is sort of what catches Farmer Maggot's attention and uh, is that last name. And so he gives him a sharp glance, um, you know, and then sort of they go on and talk for a little bit. And they remark about the weather on uh, different things. What, did I miss something about here? The, but the name of the, we were introduced to his dogs too. Grip. Oh, yeah. Fang and Wolf. Yeah. There's a reason he was probably afraid of those dogs, I'm guessing. Uh, yep. Some pretty uh, aggressive names there. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so he actually says, though, he kind of laughs about when, when he's talking about the dogs and everything. Uh, he, he had called the dogs, right? Yeah. And he says, they won't, they won't harm you. Yeah. Not unless I tell them to. Right, you know? right. So, um, Which doesn't really put in Frodo at ease. No, not at all. <laughs> Hopefully you don't remember me. He's thinking this whole time, like, please don't remember the mushrooms. Please don't remember the right, mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> oh. and, that, and that was the thing. Did we mention that before? Is that basically Frodo admits to his friends, like, I used to get caught stealing mushrooms here yeah. all the time. So yeah. we might have bro- brushed over that. But that's right. That's sort of the whole thing is yeah, that uh, he's fear. scared to death. Right. It'll... And it's, it's almost kind of funny because you think of, like, the chapter name as being, I mean, if you like mushrooms, that's a cool thing. A shortcut to mushrooms. Let's right. get there. Right, right. But it's actually this this uh, really, um, like, negative memory that he has of being caught for trying to mm-hmm. nab some mushrooms. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, um, all right. So th- they are invited yeah. by uh, farmer maggot into his home. He wants Takes to talk into to his him. home. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, uh, Mrs. Maggot puts on, gives him an excellent dinner. They, they talk about, um, imbibing in some of the finest beer that they'd, they'd ever have. Um, Pippin found himself more than compensated for missing the golden perch. Right. So yeah. Pippin's feeling good. He's like, all right, well, you know, uh, Sam sipped his beer suspiciously. I love this dude. <laughs> he had a natural mistrust of the inhabitants of other parts of the Shire. And also he was disposed, uh, disposed to be quick friends with anyone who had beaten his master. However long ago. Yeah. And that's yeah. right. We, uh, we learned that maggot, uh, had beaten yeah. Frodo. Yeah. He was a young and straight up with his, Yeah. Whooped his hide, tanned yeah. his hide. Yeah. Probably deserved it. Yeah. 
Um, it is also kind of, I'm sorry, this line real quick where he says, Mr. Baggins, is it? Come inside. We must have a talk. Mm-hmm. And so you're, we're still anticipating as audience, like, what? What's he going to be talking right. about? Right. Yeah. It yep. does never sound. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Oh, good. Anyone, anytime someone just doesn't have the talk and they say, we got to have a talk later, it's not a good talk. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So anyways, um, so they go on in there and, uh, basically we kind of learned that, uh, forget how he, I know it's still pouring out <laughs> down rain out there and I'm nervous. Lightning is happening too. <laughs> Jeez. Um, but, uh, he starts to kind of talk about, uh, he wants to tell them, why that name caught his attention, right? I mean, he wants to kind of share with them that he was approached by one of the most queer folk he's ever seen. Right. You know what I mean? So uh, again, we've got a scary moment where we encounter a maggot and we don't know what kind of interaction we're going to have, right? We're on edge there. And then he invites us in and we're put at ease because we've got this this great meal, some beer, some good conversation. Light starts off as lighthearted Mm -hmm. conversation. And then we're back into like another anxious moment of what's he going to tell us? So yeah, he wants to tell uh, tell where he'd heard that name so quickly. I didn't recognize it from you know I didn't recognize you from uh, from the mushrooms or your name from from stealing the mushrooms. It's from something else, right? Yeah, that, that's someone what, else, right? And that's yeah. what gives him that, that that look. He starts to also kind of ask about which way they had come from because that was important to Farmer Maggot. He thought they y'all should have seen this guy. Yeah, you know, but come to find out that they didn't come from that part that way of the lane they had yeah. come across his field so just another another narrow chance to I know Super I, close. I, it, it takes me back to when frodo was leaving right mm-hmm. right and then that black, black rider was just over the hill the back shot yeah and you could hear the weird yeah yeah just so close narrow escape yep it's also kind of cool too how um Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. I got this part underlined. They're eating dinner and he says, and you, Mr. Baggins, though I dare say you still like mushrooms. He laughed. Um, ah, yes, I recognize the name. I recollect the time when young Frodo Baggins was the one of the worst young rascals in Buckland. Mm-hmm. So he kind of, he laughs. So this this petrifying memory that Frodo has, uh, you know, Farmer Maga just kind of laughs it off. And right. so perspective for him, it, it was just this little, little kid. Right. He probably He's, did that to every little young and that was right. running around. Getting and he probably had fun with it too. And it, right. it, let's be realistic. Was it as bad as Frodo thought? Probably not. No, probably not. No, it so, was not. You know how those childhood memories, they get blown out of proportion and they're not really what, what you remembered. Right. Yeah. Um, and so eventually they do kind of coax out this, uh, uh, statement. You, he, he's Farmer Maggot's like telling the story, and he's got an audience, so he's relishing this. He's he's drawing this out a little bit, right? Yeah. But uh, um, so let's see. Um, 
the, the, the writer is there. He's talking about this. Um, oh, he took one. Uh, he was talking about grip uh, coming out and taking one sniff of this guy. Again, and the just sniffing. the sniffing, right? And yeah. just rolls right back inside, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I think this is the black writer talking here. Uh, I come from yonder, he said, slow and stiff, like pointing back over the uh, Man, back freaky. west. Yeah, uh. over my fields, if you please. Um, have you seen Baggins, right, is what he asked. And uh, he asked in a queer voice, and he bent down towards me. I could not see any face for his hood fell down so low, and I felt a sort of shiver down my back, but I did not see why he should come riding over my land so bold. Be off, I said. There's no baggins here. You're in the wrong part of the Shire. You had better go back west west to Hobbiton. Um, but you can go by the road this time. Uh, and then he answers back, Baggins has left. <laughs> uh, in a whisper. He is coming. He is... Uh, he is not far. I wish to find him. If he passes with you, tell me. I will come back with gold. It's interesting, too, how... Uh, and I understand why they did it in the film. It's because it, you have less time. Uh, you need to make them really uh, um, imposing and ominous right off the bat. Uh-huh. But it's it, this is a weird... Um, Feel for the writer? Yeah, man. Yeah. They're, they're willing to cut deals. They're not as forceful. And it goes back to what you said the, in the previous chapter, Riri. You're talking about how... They they can't, and and because of like being a being uh, scattered off by the elves, they don't want people to know they're there. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want to come out and get what they want, right? But they don't want to cause. They don't want to. They don't want to be so bold as to alerting everyone that, of who they really oh, are. Oh, I think I, I think it's all in secrecy as much as they can. Absolutely, it's to rebuild their forces to get these things done. Right. If they're stopped, you know, I mean, he's been stopped before. Right. Uh, and so he needs to amass. Uh, Wow, we weren't going to mention his. I'm not going to mention his name, but there, there's a reason these writers are being secret about yes. this. Yes. So he, who must not be named. Oh, I'm just kidding. That's a different podcast. Awesome. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will come back with gold. Very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, that's disturbing, right? I mean, so the, the, the it's yeah. kind of confirmed. I mean. Um, yeah, and Frodo's kind of thinking, he has this moment, uh, it says here, Frodo sat for a moment looking at a fi- at the fire, but his only thought was how on earth would they reach the ferry? Yeah. Again, just the, the um, everything's kind of closing in around him and, and, and making the road very, very impassable. I don't know what to think, he said at last. I have this part uh, hearted and I can't remember, mm-hmm. I'm going to just read it because I'm, sh- I'm sure it's pretty cool it's from mark it's from maggot so he's he's awesome yeah then i'll tell you what to think said maggot you should never have gone mixing yourself up with hobbiton folk mr frodo here you go for folk are queer up there sam stirred in his chair and looked at the farmer with an unfriendly eye <laughs> sam's bristling up he doesn't right, like right, this right. but you were always a reckless lad when i heard you left the brandy bucks and gone off to that gone off to that old bill old mr bilbo i said that you were going to find trouble mark my words this all comes from uh, this all comes of those strange doings of Mr. Bilbo's. His money was, uh, oh my gosh, sorry. His money was got him in strange fashion in foreign parts, they say. Maybe there is some that want to know what has become of the gold and jewels that he buried in the hill uh, of Hobbiton, as I hear. So he's, so the legend has even reached all the way out here that that's what uh, uh, Bilbo had stored up there. And it's interesting, it's ironic too that he, he, um, He's accusing the wrong thing, but but uh, 
not the wrong person. I mean, mm. really, it's it's because of something he brought back on his journey. But it's not jewels and gold; it's the ring, right? Yep. Right, and that's yep. that's kind of what uh, what's causing all this, right? Yeah. Um, Frodo mm-hmm. said nothing. The shrewd guesses of the farmer were rather disconcerting, and that that troubles him. He's like, "Wow, okay." I mean, there there's some there is some truth to that. Yeah, and it, it, I think I think it makes the load heavier. It's it's the yeah. idea that you know we there's there's something evil here in these right. parts. And it's endangering people in the Shire. Right. And it's and, time, and, and you got to get it out. And a realistic uh, comment from the farmer, but not necessarily an uplifting one. And Frodo's no. already feeling kind of beat down, and he's right. like, "Come on, man!" But 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 again, farm these they don't know what's at stake here. They don't really know what's what's going on. Um, and they're they're speaking you know truth in their own yeah uh, from their own point of view. And Maggot says you should you should stay here, right? If any of these black fellows come after you again, I'll deal with them. Mm-hmm. I'll say you're dead. Or you've left the Shire, or anything you like. Mm-hmm. So, one again, here again, here again, dude. One moment, something really uh, kind of negative and hard to deal with. The next, hope. Right. It's just back, and it's a seesaw. Well, that's what Farmer Maggot was when we first met him. Was this, you know, scary old guy? Right. Now he's giving advice and help, willing to right. protect and help you. Right. And the whole chapter yeah. has been that that just keeping mm-hmm. us on the edge of not yeah. knowing what's going to come next, which is perfect for the rest of the journey. So, you know that that that's got to give him. Uh, uh, some peace of mind too that he's got Farmer Maggot's going to be looking out for him like if, if any of these guys come back he'll he'll stick up for him he'll look out for but him but what an inquisitive guy though because he, he realizes right away he's, he's reading their facial expressions he knows there's more going on here mm-hmm. and, he, and he realizes I see I can see you have ideas of, of your own mm-hmm. you know and um, he goes on to say perhaps you're thinking it won't be too easy to get to the ferry without being caught uh, and Frodo's yeah you know I was thinking that mm-hmm. and um you know, and so he's like, thank you, you know, for your, for, for your kindness. I've been t- in, in terror of you and your dogs for over 30 mm-hmm. years, uh, Farmer Maggot. Uh, though uh, you may laugh to hear it, it's a pity, for I've missed, missed a good, good friend. friend. And I just, man, dude. And now I'm sorry to leave so soon. Right. Beautiful. And that, that's the, um, it's a lesson Tolkien's teaching us, right? But it's also a common experience we all have. Yeah. We all have that... Um, that sense of, and we're going to talk about it in a minute here. Yeah, we that are. Common, yeah. There are that common experience of you know someone that we that we feared for so long, and then we come to this realization later that really there was nothing to be afraid of, and mm-hmm. and actually they were a quite kind person, and mm-hmm. we spent all that time missing out on a friendship. Yeah. Um, and it, all, it seems to always come when you're never going to see that person again, yep. doesn't it? It almost always seems to happen that yeah. way. Oh yeah, it does. Um, yep. He didn't expect to see Farmer, you know, Maggot here. No, didn't want to. No, didn't uh-uh. had no desire to. Nope. Yeah. And, and, and in his, you know, hour of need, you know. Yeah. There he is, right? And he and he's actually this turns out to be this guy that's willing to help. And there's a softer side to him that he never <sighs> crazy never dude. knew. It's the perspective it's just, of, of 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 a child. And just yeah, it's so. just crazy. And then you know, just being surprised with that again. Um, but anyway, so so to, to get to the uh, to kind of plow through here, you know. Uh, Farmer Maggot decides, hey, look, guys, listen, you know, I have you an idea. Ride. You, you need a ride, yep. but I want you to stay here. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I want you to stay here with me for a little bit. Let's eat something. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's got his sons and his daughters. They come in. They have a, a good hearty meal. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I, I got a, I, I, I've got a wagon, you know, and I can I can take you um, down to the ferry, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we'll cover the, the lamplight and, mm-hmm. and we'll get you there. Uh, and that'll be safer for you guys. Yep. So yep. I, 
what I mean, I don't even does Farmer Maggot. I think he met the writer. He's there's there's a chill that comes with that. There's a change in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a change in the weather. There's there's some weird weather going oh, yeah. on here. It's yeah. He has to feel that, that that they're in some danger. He has to be able to see the mm -hmm. looks on their faces, mm -hmm. and yet he's willing just to say. I got you guys. No questions asked kind yeah. of thing, too. He doesn't... Well, no, I don't, you yeah. don't need to tell me much. Right. You're in need. I can tell that. Let me get you fed here, and let me get you on your way. And again, like uh, the provision of exactly what they need happening right when they need it, too. I'm despite you, all man, odds. The, the, the more I think about this family, like like his family, especially when you find out what his wife does and, and, and the different things, it just... They're just a good, wholesome family. I wonder what that conversation was like between... Farmer Maggot and his wife in the back room. Oh yeah, when they're getting ready for dinner mm -hmm. and stuff, and he tells you know he tells his wife that something's up and he needs to he needs so to help him out. That, I'm sorry, man. Wouldn't that make rivet, uh, like riveting film or television? Oh my gosh, dude! Set it in the Shire, baby. I want to know all about <laughs> I, the Hobbits. I, I'm telling you, man. It, 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 that I I've when I was reading this today I, again, I thought to myself, you know, he went back there and had this conversation. Mm -hmm. I didn't think of that until the mushrooms come out, you know, mm -hmm. here at the end or whatever. Mm -hmm. But what you know. That's all set up right here. Yep. The conversation's happening. I'm sure his name has been mentioned. Frodo is a little bit famous with Bilbo. Right. He is. He's yeah. well known. Yeah, the back so I'm, I'm sure that, you know, Farmer Maggot has mentioned his name before. Mm -hmm. Oh, that rascal used to run around here and steal my mushrooms. And he came and from this area. Right. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. his old home. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, yeah, I think that I think to kind of cut to the chase here. Yeah, wrap he, it up. He gets them in the, in, in the wagon. They've got about um, five miles or more from... Um, Farmer Magus Lane so to the ferry. Short, right, not even a short ride. No. Uh -uh. And no. again, we hear this this hearing, right? They're straining to hear um, above uh, the creaking of the wagon wheel mm -hmm. for any kind of sound. There they, you go. They start hearing this this clopping of... of uh, first, there's no one on the road, and then they start hearing this clopping of a, of a, of a rider approaching. Mm -hmm. And they're, of course, thinking, again, we're on the edge of our seat. Who's this going to be? Obviously, it's Black Rider. What if they're discovered? You know, what if... Uh, maggot sells him out. You know, you you'd hope he wouldn't, and he's proven that he wouldn't. But you're still kind of well, not right. totally sure, right? I mean, here, just like you said, this this line sets it up. Uh, there was now no breath of wind stirring. Mm -hmm. All right, so so that is activating your sense mm -hmm. of of sound and, and mm -hmm. hearing. Right, um, the night was still and quiet, yeah, which and magnifies everything. Yeah, it does. Yep. Right, and and a chill was in the air. Uh, yeah, I'm there, you know, I'm there. I know, I've I'm, seen you looking out the window, it's freaking me out. I'm there right now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they went without lights uh, and, and took it slowly. Mm -hmm. I mean, geez, man, mm -hmm. if, they, if there's something scarier than being out in the dark, it's it's being out in the in the dark without a, like, like, like yeah, a light. Yeah, turning your no, flashlight off. Nothing, you right. know, I mean, like, what the heck? Right, and then if you come across someone on the road, it looks suspicious, right? You don't have your yeah. lights on. Yeah, Why don't yeah, you have yeah, your yeah, lights yeah. On? yeah. Um, so... So then we, we figure out who that writer is. Who is it? Oh, Mary. It's Mary Brandybuck. Yeah. yeah, yeah exactly yep. the guy they want to see. What's cool about that is he looks like a writer. He's got a scarf wrapped around him right. to keep the fog right. out. So there's Man, how fog. Cool. That would have looked so cool in the oh, movie. Oh, my gosh. I, I know. I was, I was envisioning it. I was just sort of like, wow. Yeah. You know, the suspense that's building right there. It's like, and then oh, the, boy. Yeah, the you reveal know. of it. Yeah, being your being yeah. your friend. The one you want to see. Right. So, um you know, so uh, Mr. Mary cried. Yes, of course. Who did you think it was? Said Mary, coming forward. You know, yeah. so he comes out of the mist, uh, and their fears subsided. And he suddenly, yeah, to diminish to an ordinary hobbit size. Right. <laughs> so um, I love before that too. There's a line um, where Sam's talking to him. They're they're still 
still in maggot dismounts and you can hear the clip clopping and he says you better be, you better be hidden mr frodo said sam anxiously you get down in the wagon and cover up with the blankets and we'll send this rider to the right abouts like right. what a dude what a again samwise the brave this is who he is now right right dude he, he's ready to face down a black rider with well, no second thought here's the thing the, the other person too that that speaks up is now then said the farmer right and then he goes on to say um, he, he starts striding forward. Don't you come a step nearer. Mm-hmm. What do you want and where are you going? Right? Crazy. That's the farmer. That's Farmer Maggot right. speaking. Right. So both he and Sam are, are ready to, to go toe-to-toe here. Man. Um, which, so it just kind of, it, again, it's it's showing you more about Farmer Maggot. It's just such a, he is actually a, a really cool character that I didn't care too much about yeah. really until I've done this reread now. Oh, yeah. And, and you and I were thinking about um, you know, farmer maggots in our own life. Yeah. And who are those? And we're going to talk about those in just a minute. Right. But, yeah. But uh, yeah, to wrap it up, guys, uh, Mrs. Maggot. Um, yeah. Parting you know, gift. Parting gift here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, first of all, he's concerned. Farmer maggot's concerned. I got to get back, guys. Mm-hmm. The wife is going to be worried. <laughs> we had a talk <laughs> in the back, and you know, this is this is not she normal. Told, she told him not to not go. Um, she said, you be careful yourself, maggot. Don't go arguing with any foreigners and come straight back. Right. She was looking yeah. out for him, too. So It's been a queer day and no mistake. See, and this is something else that it does, too, is it breaks down these barriers, these prejudices they had towards other people, even of their own race. Yeah. Right? Queer folk out there in the East. Queer folk by the water. They right. live in weird houses. They're kind of rough around the edges. And it, it totally breaks that down. They see, wow, these people might be a little more... Uh, faithful and fearless than than we are right yep. in the heart of the shire they're, they're not so queer after all or maybe they're queer in a good way you know what i mean right it's, yeah let me let, let me just finish this chapter here yeah, uh, sorry. He, no no he, he just says uh, i'll read the whole thing here suddenly he produced a large basket from under the seat i was nearly forgetting he said mrs maggot put this up for mr baggins with her compliments he handed it down and moved off followed by a chorus of thanks and good nights. They watched the pale rings of light round his lantern as they dwindled into the foggy night. Suddenly, Frodo laughed. From the covered basket he held, the scent of mushrooms was rising. Amazing. And Just a great way to end a chapter. Oh, I know, especially the emotional ride that we were on to yeah. kind of have him laughing at the end of yeah. all of that. Yeah, right. Still, now, hold on a second. Laughing with the smell of, ma- of, 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 mushrooms of mushrooms in a foggy... Uh, uh, dark on the road. We are not safe at all, no, friends. No. Um, it's kind of eerie, right. you know. Um, but but puts us in good spirits. And so, so funny that you know it's it's not really a shortcut. It makes for a long day. And right. yep. the mushrooms we thought you know that held a, a negative connotation end up being something that's that almost kind of redeems that memory, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So let's, um, ju- let's jump into some of our cool connections, and then uh, we got uh, yeah. some good Farmer Maggot stories to tell, I yeah, believe. Buddy. Just a couple here. I, I just said Farmer Maggot is someone who we anticipate with great fear and anxiety, ends up becoming an ally and a friend, and that's kind of contrasted with the Shire and the Black Riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so the Shire is a place we've held as a safe harbor, ultimately makes for more treacherous start to our adventure than we'd anticipated you know, having been penetrated further than even the wise could see by the most evil forces. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's kind of an interesting comparison there. Yeah. 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 For sure. So we, we want to do a little special uh, section called my farmer maggot. Yeah. This, uh, this chapter wasn't long, but it had us 
got us thinking, right? It Ed? did. It really did. Yeah. So I think we can all probably pinpoint like a quote unquote farmer maggot in our life. Yeah. So as and I uh, narrowed it down to a, a and, and I haven't heard Lane. I have no idea who. And I don't know gonna, who yours is. <clears throat> right. We might not know. I don't know if you'll know mine, but uh, that's okay. Yeah, you'll know mine. It's really? gonna be cool. I'm excited about really? this. Really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. You want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Um, so mine. Um, <laughs> this is this is this is interesting. This this lady was feared. This lady was uh, Mrs. Maggot. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and she was scary. Okay. She was scary, and I was so worried in elementary school that I was going to have her as a teacher. <laughs> I was praying. I was. I was literally hoping I'd get the other fourth grade teacher. Right. And I was also worried because it was going to be a fourth, a fourth, fifth split. Mm-hmm. I was going to be uh, in with fifth graders too. Mm-hmm. So nervous. I was having a panic be, attack. Wait, as a fourth, third, fifth split. Yeah. So I had fourth and fifth grade. We were we were in there together at the same time. So we learned certain subjects together, and then like um, the whole year. Yeah, the whole year. Oh, and that's uh, crazy. It is crazy. They don't do that anymore. I don't know no. that that's no. And I'm being dead serious. Yeah. Like, um, what would happen is was when this we, in Kentucky or Ohio? This is in Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Just kidding. Just kidding. So, but uh, when we would <laughs> when we would split up, you know, some of the, sometimes the fifth graders would go by themselves to learn something else that we mm-hmm. weren't learning right. yet, which was, you know. But um, her name was Mrs. Piper, and it uh, eventually she was. Um, I believe her first husband had passed away, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's kind of she, rough around the edges, sort of. Yeah, perhaps, but um, very interesting. She 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 reminds me of my of my mom. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yeah. And uh, like, I mean, here's the thing. I I would not have said this in elementary school. I wouldn't have said it in in middle school. I wouldn't have said it in high school. I didn't say it until I was an adult. And I had to think that's what happens here to Frodo, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, her, her, she eventually, you might know her as Mrs. Crumb. I don't know if you remember Mrs. Crumb yeah, from, from, from middle from school. From middle school. So here was something that, that just all oh, irritated me to all, you know. <laughs> so I had her in fourth grade, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she was still around in fifth grade. I went on to a fifth grade class, right? But it wasn't a split anymore, mm-hmm. um, which was interesting. That just had to happen because of numbers or and whatever. I had her in fifth grade. But man, she, I'll never forget, she grabbed my, uh, my friend Michael Canterbury one day. She grabbed him by the shirt collar, pulled him out the hallway, <laughs> scared the daylights out of the rest. I don't know what he was doing, but he probably he, something to deserve it. Something, though. I'm sure he did. Yeah, yeah. I'll never forget this other kid, uh, Danny Dilger. Man, she she grabbed him too, and I mean, like, just would go off on people. Yeah, I mean, like, just Old set school. us straight. You know, yeah. Yeah. I, no one. I mean, we were getting stuff done in that class. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you, you do that to one or two kids and. Word spreads out on the playground. You know, don't cross <laughs> Mrs. Piper. Okay? Yeah, and uh, you know, one of my favorite things I remember doing in her in her class was like science experiments. So we had like the water. You know, we were doing erosion and the, the effects of water and soil yep. and sand and stuff. It was fun it was stuff, man. it was fun stuff. But man, she would sit behind that desk and she had them spectacles. Wow. She could see everything. Wow. And she was just mean. I yeah. mean, as a snake. Yeah. Mean. And, uh, you didn't have a lot of laughs in that class. No, did, yeah. did, did not have a whole lot of laughs. Yeah. Um, my mom loved her for some reason, you <laughs> yeah. know, my mom loved her. Yeah. And, uh, I think my mom would even come in and volunteer in the class sometimes. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> like what is wrong with you? She like, do you, don't you see what she's doing to us? Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, and, and so anyways, so I move on finally, you know, like for two years there, it was just like torture. Cause she would still, she'd be on playground duty. She'd still call us out there. I mean, 
It's ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You couldn't hold hands with a girl on the playground when Miss Piper was out on duty. I okay. Mean, so um, yeah. probably a good thing. Cooties were, cooties were running. They were rampant. rampant. So, especially at Columbia Elementary. All right. <laughs> Let me tell you. It gets in the water there. Oh, good Lord. Pretty sure. Uh, well, we were, we were next to that uh, big old smokestack. I don't know what all was Which happening. is now a park. A yeah, beautiful right, park. Right. Yeah. yeah but man, then I go on to sixth grade. Yeah. And things are looking okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Move on to seventh grade. Yeah. Things are, things are okay. Yeah. Come eighth grade, she moves up to be my eighth grade She's teacher. She's following you, dude. She's following you. She's my eighth grade teacher now. Yeah. And I'm like... Well, I mean, we are, all of us kids from Columbia are like, like everyone's just like, oh, you know, she seems really nice and stuff like to start yeah. the school year. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Give it two weeks. Yeah. We know the truth. Give it two weeks. Yeah. And then, I mean, it was just, people were coming to, she's so hard, but you know, mix us deal. Yeah. I was like, I told you guys, yeah. you know? Yeah. So anyways, she was that type of teacher. She also would call people, she would make jokes, you know, she would just really sarcastic, but to us it was cruel. Yeah. You know? And, uh, yeah. so, so that's just kind of who she was. And, um, you know, she followed us is what we always said. You know, yeah. Mike and I would always say she followed us, man. <laughs> She's going to come up in high school, man. She's going to be up there. Yeah. When you're a senior. Yeah. Every four years. Oh man. I thought for sure. I mean, like <laughs> and the crazy thing is we were, you know, all of high school, it's the year. This <laughs> is the year. She's coming up. <laughs> and, um, you know, anyways, so, so anyways, I, I, I get through, um, high school and for some reason I decided to become a teacher. Right. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. And uh, so I got to roll back to my old middle school for student no, teaching. Didn't. Yes, I did. Get out of here. And you're not going to believe this. And so I, I, I'm, I'm with, um, I think it's Mrs. Sanders or whatever, but I had to do some observations and stuff. And um, I just had to schedule them with different teachers. The first teacher she decides to schedule me with, she's like, yeah, I don't know if you know her, <laughs> uh, Mrs. Crum. Yeah. Mrs. Crum. So I know her. Mrs. Piper had gotten married and, and, and uh, to, to Mr. Crum and, and, um, I think that helped yeah. a little bit because eighth grade wasn't as bad as it was in fourth grade. Okay. But I'm just kidding. But, uh, well, so I, I could, it can relieve some tension. I go in there and man, same anxiety on those kids faces that was in mine. Yeah. But then I start listening to her lesson. I start listening to her teach. Hilarious. Yeah. The jokes she was making about those kids <laughs> and the, they would walk in and she would embarrass. I mean, just like straight up embarrass this kid for being late and talk about, you know, who he was with and how long he was with this girl. And, you know, it just stopped the whole class. And like, <laughs> you know, he wasn't late the next day. Let me tell you, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But then, you, you know, you start to kind of realize just, I don't know, like, like that you, I saw then a twinkle, like you, you would see the facade of like hard, mm-hmm. excuse me, hard ass teacher, mm-hmm. right at the, in, 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 in the front of the classroom. And then as she's turning to go back to her desk, me being the student teacher, Saw the twinkle in her eye, mm-hmm. saw the mm-hmm. sort of the grin that said, I'm enjoying this. I may have looked like I was just ticked off, right? but boy, I love these I'm kids. And fun. it's, this is, this is something every yeah. day they bring something new. Yeah. And then I got to talk to her afterwards or whatever. And she was just like, Ezra Kirk, what are you doing back here? And I thought I got rid of you years ago. And you said you like, were following that's me. That's what I told her. And I said, you followed us. I was like, we were so upset. And she was just like, I know. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like. And then I started telling the story about when she grabbed Michael Canterbury by the shirt collar or whatever. And she said, you kids don't remember anything, right? Yeah, right. She was just like, that never happened. Yeah. And, I, and, and as I think back on it, I don't think I ever witnessed it happen. Mike told <laughs> it me. Just something Mike I think Mike said. told me that. 
And so, like, the rumor grows, man, you know? So, oh my I, gosh, it's I, I don't, funny. No, it's just one of those things where, and she, she's such a sweet lady, too. And, like, her, her husband plays the hammer dulcimer, and she would bring him in. Oh, wow. uh, for, for, so, there were even moments in elementary school where I remember he came in and played for us, and we were yeah. like mesmerized. Yeah. And it's we saw Elvin right there, right. the hammer dulcimer. Well, we saw her in, like, this new light. She, yeah. she really, to me, was like a Professor McGonagall. Like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever read Harry Potter, but like Professor McGonagall is very hard nosed, yeah. very hard nosed, but has right. such a soft spot for yes. her kids and tough her profession. Love. Yeah. Tough love, and, and it's yeah. and it's harder on her own kids and expects more out of them, you yeah. know. So, yeah. but yeah, that that's when I was thinking of my farmer maggot, someone who I later on in life, uh, you know, came across and was like, "Wow, you, it's an old, are blowing me away." Yeah, so because she was a, so cool and so chill, and mm-hmm. just I was talking to her, and she was just dropping all sorts of knowledge on me and funny stories and just yeah. carefree had a good view on life. I don't know, you know? So yeah. there, that's there an old go. school approach. I, I think, I don't know, man, I think we need a little more of that personally. I think, yeah. I think sometimes like we're, we're so used to, and we crave so much just constant positive feedback yeah. and, and maybe half the time it's true and maybe half the time it's not. And, and, uh, I don't know. I always say I want criticism, but then I wonder how much I've just gotten soft and can't really handle criticism anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But really, that's the that's the thing that helps you grow the most is mm-hmm. when and and you know like so if we're teachers, right? And so we we're um, we're sort of evaluated regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes once a year, sometimes several times a year, and um, I'm always kind of wanting more uh, more things to work on. Mm-hmm. It's like today, it's just all like, it's a bunch of positive things you did, but it's like, all right, but what did I do terribly? Mm-hmm. And so teachers like, like that would have, would have drawn that out and like oh, you yeah, said, she, making, she, you know, teasing that kid and he was never late again. Right. But like, also was critical though. I, I do remember being yeah. sort of harsh. I, I remember like uh, when I was in her math class, just she expected better. Yeah. She knew I didn't practice. She knew I right. hadn't gone home and, and, your, and did BS. my homework. Yeah. yeah. You know, why do you think you're good? She, and she even said to me at one point, she said something about, <laughs> I would never forget this. She said, you're going to fail tomorrow on the quiz. <laughs> and I was like, what? And she, she was, she knew it would, I was like, no, I was, and I had kind of had a bit of a, not much. Well, I kind of had an ad dude there. I was sort well, of like, that because I was like, I was like, I'm reaction. Not, yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to yeah. fail this. Are you kidding me? So I went home, studied my butt off. Yeah. Came back in the Still next failed. day or whatever. And, <laughs> Yeah, no, Good. just failed. No, did much better than I than I thought right. I was going to do, and that she I used that know. to motivate yeah, you. She did, yeah. yeah. So That's it's called old school, but it worked. Definitely, yeah, definitely. So yeah, let's hear yours. Okay, so mine is um, Ez actually knows my farmer maggot. I'm interested um, to hear this. We were uh, Ez and I. For those of you who don't know, we're both in a little um, organization called Orchestra. All right. Yeah. We oh, both played yeah. instruments. I was a cellist. You were. And Ez played the viola. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And uh, so anyway, um, wow. I was a, I was an orchestra. Uh, I I didn't necessarily. Um, so you 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 take that test in fifth grade, right? That musical test, and they find mm-hmm. out what you, if you could be suited to play an instrument. Or they did back in the day when right. we were in elementary. Yep. Yep. It was a screener test to see who had musical abilities. And as as you guys know from our singing. Um, you know, and even just kind of our timing within the podcast as and I are, are savants when it comes to music, right? We're not, but we do have some music. Ability. Yeah, it's been just sad. not when it comes it's to singing sad. Tolkien. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, uh, whatever it was silly, but my, my parents were like, well, you, you know, you need to learn an instrument. And I was like, ah, fine. 
And we had just had that screener thing and, and orchestra. You could be an orchestra. In, I guess it was fourth grade. So maybe the test was in fourth third. grade. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, whatever, I'll, I'll, I'll play an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, that's fine, whatever. And not really thinking about the work that you had to put in to actually play an instrument. Right, right. Nor understanding that my parents were serious and that I'd have to keep doing this for an extended <laughs> period of time. Until they said, like, you don't have to do it anymore. Right. So I kind of entered into it with like an... an uh, not understanding what orchestra was going to be. So I play the cello, have Mrs. Lawson in, uh, in elementary school, wonderful lady, very mm-hmm. sweet, mm-hmm. always saying kind things, thought I was funny, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, that's, she's angelic for that reason. Wow, you had the opposite experience I did. And, uh, <laughs> and then, and then headed into, uh, fourth and fifth grade, you know, it was an orchestra and I'm like, okay, I can quit this now. Yeah. And mom and dad yeah. are like, no. You've yeah. got to keep doing this for a while. I was yeah. like, come on. They wouldn't never tell me, at least to my memory, I didn't know when I could stop playing. Right. So going to middle school and, and going to orchestra, I'm the only guy in my grade level, mm-hmm. which I understand in orchestra that should be, or in high school that or middle school, that should be a really good thing. But I didn't see it as such a good thing. You were I'm a weird kid. Surrounded by ladies, but I just, I wanted some, you know, you I wanted some weird. guys to hang out with because yeah. I didn't really have, going through elementary, I didn't have a lot of really close friends yeah. at all. Yeah. So that, I missed that kind of camaraderie thing with, with other, when you moved other here, boys. You stuff. Right, yeah, I was, yeah, I was uh, lived in Chicago till I was like um, first grade and then we moved here uh, and then moved a couple times in Ohio. So I sure. didn't have yeah. childhood friends. Right, yeah. Um, so when we got we got into middle school and Mr. Lawson mm-hmm. uh, was the conductor for the middle school orchestra. That's right. Mrs. Lawson helped, but he, she ran more of the elementaries, and he was kind of in charge of middle school, high school. Right. Dude was amazing, right? Mm-hmm. But um, and and he, and here's where he's not purely a, par, a farmer maggot, but for for me, kind of is. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, he and I got along sometimes. And then other times, he it was amazing because he would like be laughing at me, and then we'd be having fun, and then I think he would realize that I was getting him off track, yeah. And he'd snap, he'd like flip his switch, and uh, uh, or maybe I would cross a line, and he would uh-huh. get he would get frustrated with yep. me, and so he was more of my farmer maggot because. Um, of my misinterpretation of him, probably. Yeah, I think if I would have been more mature, and uh, you're supposed to be mature when you're in orchestra. Right. First, how they let us in, I don't it's, understand. Yeah, I don't understand either. But go ahead. But like, uh, you know, if I would have been, and, and obviously that's how farmer maggot stories are. If, if you're more mature, you appreciate someone. But I right. definitely didn't yeah. appreciate him. He he would uh, he'd frustrate me. Um, you know, he'd say he'd call me out for never practicing, but I just I had the attitude of yeah, I don't practice, I don't care. And uh, he'd be like, you know, you could be first cello if you actually tried. And I'd be like, so what? You know, and deep down I was like, but then time would go on. I'd be like, man, maybe I should really practice. I mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe I, I should try to become first chair. Right. Um, right. And so anyway, we had this kind of thing. And then it all ended in eighth grade. Uh, eighth graders are supposed to go help play for the graduation ceremony for the high school. Yep. And I must not have understood it as a requirement. So I didn't show up. God, what a jerk. So it was pretty douchey. I think I like avoided telling my parents so they wouldn't have to take me because I knew they would. And I hated concerts. Gosh, man. I sweat my face off. It was really stressful. It, it's like, 
you have one one time you practice and mess around all this time and then you have one shot in a in a concert to get it right mm-hmm. and if you don't you know who did who, who messed up right mm-hmm. yep. all right who was on an up up bow when you're supposed to be on the down bow you <laughs> do the visuals are all off so um i didn't go and i remember going back and he like kind of uh took me aside and was like gave me this big serious talk about how disappointed he was and how he let the entire or how I let the entire orchestra down and how um, you know they needed a cello and I was the only cello and I wasn't there and how I think I think I remember maybe he, he probably didn't communicate this but I felt like I let the entire graduating class down it was this big dramatic thing I'll right? be honest you did and I I, I, I know that they, they didn't I was toss, a freshman they didn't toss their caps that year I'll tell you that we didn't have a single cello player they said Lane not here. Yeah. Well, Clint Ingersoll was probably around. Yeah, they so we, had we, had a, we had a bunch of cello players. He was a good boy. Whatever. So, um, so anyway, and then I, I then I quit orchestra in high school. I wasn't in an orchestra, and there was always kind of these weird vibes. If I'd ever like, I didn't really interact with them much anyway. But if I ever happened to, it was it was mm-hmm. awkward or whatever. So because um, your sister was in it. Yeah, Hillary and, and, was still in orchestra. She, she right. was in it for all of high school. That's right. That's right. So uh, yeah, good point. Um, so anyway, we. Uh, um, I forgot she was in high school. I'm yeah. A terrible brother. Oh, I remember. So years later, <laughs> years later, um, I'm in college. I had almost, I'd almost forgotten about the entire orchestra experience in yep. my life. Yeah. And actually in, in college, I was like, man, why didn't I, why didn't I appreciate that more? Why didn't I actually like take up ownership of this, of this instrument? It's such a beautiful, it's it, ironically, it's my favorite instrument to listen yeah. to. I yeah, love the cello. It's beautiful. It, the range is incredible. Uh, if you ever listen to anything Yo-Yo Ma's ever done. Gee mind-blowing yeah. whether he's written it and composed it or whether he's just playing someone else's stuff it, it's um i don't know it uh, it's it's a soulful instrument and i kind of threw that opportunity away and i realized that in college and so anyway i'm getting ready to graduate and my uh grandpa's coming into into town for the um commencement or whatever and uh we were kind of full at our house so we went to the mount vernon inn mm-hmm. yep to uh, see if we could get a room, whatever. And we go in and I go with mom and dad. I'm like, yeah, sure. That's fine. I'll go with you, whatever. And, um, or it might've been high school. I can't remember what I was graduating from, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Mr. Lawson's in there. Yeah. Cause they ran it for a while. And my initial reaction was, oh shoot. Right. Like this is just one of those awkward. And it was, it was like Frodo with Farmer Maggot. I thought I'd yeah. never have to interact with him again. Right. Never have to talk to him again. Right. No problem. Well, much like my, uh, much like what we just read with Frodo, uh, asked me a bunch of questions about how I was. Yeah. Um, had great conversation with him about a lot of different things, yeah. and it was like he never even remembered any of those um, memories that I had that were really bad from orchestra. Like, yeah. it, it didn't really let him down. It didn't really, you know, it wasn't as as big of a deal to him as he. Um, at the time, as I took it, as I you guess. Took it. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. And that he didn't care that I. Right. Wasn't an orchestra anymore. Right. I still had that kind of feeling because I, I really, I really liked him a lot, and I, I, I didn't want to have the you know feeling that I let him down. So I was just, just an amazing like uh, time, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm like, damn it, Lane, you should have stayed in orchestra. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have messed around so much. You should have uh, appreciated that opportunity. Right. And I really felt like to myself like I had missed out on um, like a mentor friend type relationship yeah. with him. I never told him that. He actually. Uh, passed away a few years ago, um, and so I never got to tell him that. But uh, but he was he was just a he was an incredible guy. Um, knew his stuff. Continued to play uh, bass. Bass. Yeah. Uh, he would play with the uh, um, 
Messiah at our at our college we went to yeah. Mount Vernon Nazarene University. Yeah. He would come in and play for that. Uh, he would even guest play for different orchestras. Uh, ran an incredible so orchestra is kind of a at least in Mount Vernon anyway in small areas that's a dying thing doesn't exist mm-hmm. anymore you're in band or you don't play an instrument mm-hmm. and 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 like looking back he did an, an amazing job of fostering uh, a group of people to play instruments that are um, antiquated and like no longer appreciated um, I even remember do you remember the field trip where he took us to the Columbus Symphony Orchestra absolutely and then we went to the sheet music store absolutely I do right uh, Lane, I'll tell you, uh, s- some of my best memories were from orchestra. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I I can't believe I, like back in the day, we would have never admitted that. No. But I'm telling no, you. No, because people made fun of us for being in an orchestra. Yes, like even when band kids make fun of you, nothing against band kids, but when band kids make fun of you. Right. You're on the bottom of the totem pole. Yeah. Or, or whatever of but, the pecking order. Yeah. Um, dude, that's a, that's a good one though. Because. Yeah. I, I, I kind of had like a, a similar experience with him. And I just have to give one shout out to him because he is someone who changed my life and is a mentor and was a big deal in our community. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'm so glad that I got to have the conversations that I had with him after high school. Yeah. And, uh, and to see him sell at Star Trek premieres. Oh, he loved and he, he was obsessed it. with Star Trek. My last name's Kirk and he would just like, yeah. he would yeah. talk about <laughs> Captain Kirk and things. And I mean, and how about the music he would have guy. us play? He would he would incorporate like yes. movie themes that we enjoyed, yeah. along with like Haydn and Bach and all the yeah. all the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, so just yeah. an awesome guy, and, and, and also his wife too, because she took over and things. Just, just a amazing. good family, amazing, really. Yeah, good and their family. kids are incredible. Uh, so. so Mr. Chuck Lawson is my my farmer maggot. I wish yeah. I would have appreciated my time with him more. Um, but that, that last conversation I did have with him, I felt like, uh, I felt like Frodo talking to, I felt that, that moment where he, he, and it's, you know, it's not, it's not exactly the same, but it's, it's my version. Like that moment where he, he takes that basket and yeah. he smells those mushrooms. Absolutely. That's the feeling I had, yeah. you know, talking to him that day. And it felt like, um, yeah, yeah. Everything was, everything was all right. Yeah. And that's how you want, you want everything to just, just to be okay. Yep. So I get that. Yeah. But he's an incredible guy. I knew you'd like that because, because you had a relationship with him too. And Love he was, that, I mean, man. he could be kind of a, he was, um, uh, a was passionate good. dude. So yeah, he could be up and down yeah. pretty quick. You know what I mean? So oh, he and I got into it a few times, man. And his, and I think his, and I think especially with the guys, yeah. I think his relationship with the guys was all that way. I think the girls were all kind of like his daughters Yeah. and the guys were all kind of like, um, just could be frustrating, which we could be. We were. We absolutely we were. We are. We are. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but man, so, yeah. last, last thing about that every day around uh, periods, like I think it's like it's like halfway through the day. Yeah. I hear the orchestra coming up through the vents in no my office. No way. Yeah. To this day. To this day. That is amazing. And I'm telling you, I sometimes will just stop whatever I'm doing and just listen. Yeah. And I absolutely love it. It takes me back. That's magical. Dude, man. it is magical. And I'm telling Whoa. you, man, I can, it, for some reason I've never forgotten him. And, and around the yeah. time that I went to his funeral when he passed away, I always think about him and, yeah. and, and just the impact that he had, but there you oh, go. Man. Mentors Rest and peace. Chuck Lawson. Yeah. Farmer um, maggots. So here's something that we could do is yep. we could do another thread and you guys could share your, we might not have time to share them all on a podcast, right, but, right. but you could share out your, your farmer maggot. So, I would love to read those. I would love it too. Yes. Who who is your farmer maggot? Um, you know what relationship do you have or or uh, person in your life parallels? Yeah, we'll put that parallels on the on the thread for this podcast, yeah. and you guys can can share that and 
yeah. go to town because it's just it's nice to honor and almost remember those people and and you know whether they're still alive or not alive or what have you it's just a good i think it's good to do that you know i so, I, I agree you know i mean even just if we could right now like i'm actually thinking as i told that story i'd, I'd love to reach back out to mrs crumb yeah and see how you know i, I don't know if she's even I have no idea. I have yeah. not ever, I don't know what happened to her and I don't know if she's still teaching or retired or right. moved on well, or what gone. have you. So yeah. anyways, interesting come, stuff. She'd uh, come shadow you for yeah. a day. Yeah. Follow you again. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Um, all right guys. So um, now we are into, wow, the Bywater Post. Snowed under again, my friend. So good though. You guys are weighing us down. We is, love it. Such a good feeling. Yeah, and uh, and we're gonna. I'm gonna. Plow, we got some stories to read a little bit. So I'm yep. gonna. I'm gonna plow through some of the reviews we got on, on iTunes. Yep. Um, quick plug. If you guys want, we're giving uh, Pop Socket uh, giveaways. I eat tacos uh, was our first winner. Uh, yeah. Lane is gonna pick a winner uh, this week. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when you hear this, it will have already been. Oh, yeah, it already, already been picked, picked. But yes. yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready to do the second, second, the second set of yep. 10. Second yep. set of 10. This is on iTunes. Yep. Um, and then I'll do the third set of 10 and so on up to 50, you know, if we get there. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. If mm-hmm. not, no worries. Um, so anyways, uh, let me start in here with uh, Lord Stark of Winterfell, uh, which is a great freaking name. <laughs> um, and I'm going to do five. I'm just going to do five here and then we'll kind of spread out the rest over uh, a couple podcasts here, but just a quick review. Um, wanted to say thank you and give him a little shout out here on the podcast. He said, what a great podcast. Lane and Ezra have put together a great show slash program around Tolkien's masterpiece. Can't help but to think uh, we would be, uh, that he would be pleased um, with what you gentlemen are doing. Wow. I, that is a, that that's a compliment. That's probably the highest yeah. praise you can get. Yeah. Um, I usually read Lord of the Rings uh, once a year and uh, to have this podcast to follow along with makes it feel as though I am journeying through middle earth with, uh, great companions. Right back keep up, you, that's right. Yeah. Uh, keep up the fantastic work. Gandalf the Grey once said uh, to a rather admirable hobbit, I am looking for someone to share in an adventure that I am arranging, and it's very difficult to find anyone. Lane and Ezra, I do not foresee you running into this issue. Cheers to you both. I got a little teary when I read that one. Yeah, it's big. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, it was good. That, that meant a lot. He went above and beyond with, I mean, they all, yeah. all, all of you guys do, but that, that was just, that was cool. It hit yep. Me. Yeah. Stoked, guys. Um, you may keep going with just, or you want to go back and forth? You can go back and forth if you want. Okay, yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, oh my gosh, sorry. Ephraim James Menchaca. I hope, hopefully I pronounced your name right. That's an incredibly unique uh, name. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, review, he gave us five stars on Facebook. This is a Facebook review. A fortnight is too long, he says. Mm-hmm. Great podcast. Really enjoyed it. Just finished Children of Hurin. Uh, need you guys to hurry up and get to that one. <laughs> That's on our list, my friend. So I appreciate the passionate uh, uh, camaraderie that you're uh, you're bringing our our fellowship. Mm-hmm. Thank you, absolutely. Um, let's see, we get uh, Fogey twenty four, which I believe is our good friend David Fogel. I hope that's <sighs> him. The Golden Voice. Uh, the Golden Voice. Man, I Fogey. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Lane as our working. Like uh, this. It really does. It's incredible. He is such a good voice. Yeah. Uh, Lane as. Uh, are working some podcast magic. You guys work really well off each other. Thanks, Fogel. Uh, you're putting out some great content. Looking forward to the podcast uh, to come. Great job, guys. Thanks, folks. Well, we got him fooled because we hate each other. That's right. Um, I've got another review from <laughs> another <laughs> review from Facebook from Christopher Michael. This this dude has been giving us uh, some of the oh, most I lo- hilarious oh, I comments. Know. I know. <laughs> We're gonna read one later because okay. it's just so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so funny. So he's just, and here's the thing about all these reviews too. They're all so unique. I know. And, and they capture perfectly um, 
what we're all what we're all creating here with this book club. He says, loving the living room book club feel of this podcast that you have going on. Intelligent and in-depth discussion without any annoying, stuffy pretentiousness you get from some Tolkien discussion. So we pride ourselves on being just simple, simple dudes, right? We're, we're fans just like you. Uh, we're not experts. We love just talking and bringing our perspectives. And so that's, that's great because that's exactly, it's exactly what we want this book club to be. We don't want anyone to go to be turned away because, well, how long have you been a fan? <laughs> you shall not pass. No, this is, this is for everybody. Whether you have never read the book before or you've read it for the hundredth time. Um, right. It's for everyone. That's a great, so. that's a great part. We said this before time and time again, different people coming in at different areas and levels of knowledge and it's fantastic. Um, okay. So I think I'm up next, right? Um, an unexpected obsession. This is go Johnny go. Um, I was really surprised at how great this podcast is as Elaine sound like they are having a really great time and what makes, and that's what makes the show enjoyable. I look forward to the next episode. I'm going uh, to be with you guys the entire journey. Um, you know, that's interesting that I, I read that right now as Lane sits across the table and is like mocking me, you guys. Like, um, yeah, we have a great time together. And then like Lane sits over there and, you know, we can't get anything done because he just. Anyways. Yeah, I'm as I take five hours to set up. Okay, let's go. Um, no, but I want to take away from that. That was a great review. That really was. Actually. Excellent. Thank um, you. We've got one from uh, Patrick Flannery, five-star review. I'm really loving the podcast, you guys. Uh, your great friendship shows through your chemistry and the way you work with each other. I'm really looking forward to the next episode and on into the future. I don't do iTunes, so I hope this review helps. And yes, it did, Pat. Thank you very yeah, much. Absolutely. Beautiful. Well, again, I'm glad we... No, we joke around, but I love Ez with all my heart. Um, Man. Except for when he opens his mouth and I just can't I really <laughs> feel like I got some work to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, guys. Um, K. Bowden, too. Uh, next review. Uh, I'd read the Lord of the Rings series as a teenager after um, uh, after the movies came out. Um, I watched the movies all the time, but never picked up the books again. Listening to this is going to have uh, me pick up the books again and see what other people are thinking. I'm so excited. Sweet. And that's what we want, really, is, yeah. is the idea is to get people back into the reading of the books. We said that in episode one, I think, mm-hmm. is to get your book back out and reread it. I'm the kind of the same way. Like literally, this is all I did in middle school and high school. Yeah, got away from it, yeah. and now we're back in it. Right. So, and I really love too. I mean, I, I never, I've never read it with someone else, so it's cool to yeah. have this format where we can hear other people's ideas, oh. incorporate them into the podcast, because 100%. that that to me is just it's just enlarging, like you said, the universe. It's, yep. it's great. Yep. Got another Facebook review. Charlotte Hinton gave us five stars. Started listening to this podcast on a whim when it was suggested, and I love it, she says. Great conversation and reread, and brings back so many memories of an awesome series. Going to reread along with the guys, really good and in-depth discussion, and enjoy the banter between the hosts. Well, Enthusiastic, wonderfully written, beautiful review. Thank you, Charlotte. Right. Thank yeah. you very much. I wish we enjoyed the, the banter as much as... I mean, I really can't wait for you to just leave. Because <laughs> you keep looking out the windows like there's a black rider. I hope you got shadow facts ready. Performer Maggot's going to take you under there. It's scary. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think, do I have one more here? Um, I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, PhD Mama 06. Uh, I haven't picked up the Lord of the Rings 
in quite some time and am very excited to join Lane and Ez for a reread and to get to know some of Tolkien's other work later on. Uh, their banter is fun to listen to and these guys make Tolkien's books very approachable and interesting uh, to learn about. Can't wait to hear more. I can't wait to hear more of your thoughts. Um, yes. You know, and, and part of this, guys, we're reading some of the reviews. That's just to give you guys sort of a shout out because I want to hear what you have to think, you know, to say about this chapter. It's a yeah. small chapter, even yeah. chapters in the past, just because I want to know what we missed. We kind of, we're on a timer here sometimes. And so right. we get through some of this in a hurry uh, or we try not to, you right. know what I mean? But like, we can't go for four hours. We went for two and a half, which I think has surprised we people did. for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we did. But, you know, uh, this is a shorter one, and, you know, it just is what it is. So, yeah. want more of your thoughts. So, thank Absolutely. you so much. Absolutely. Um, next review is a five-star review from Cyprian DeVito. Really unique name. Love that name. Uh, my introduction to Lord of the Rings and Tolkien, uh, for that matter, went like this. I was in the fifth grade, so about 10 years old, and my dad rented The Fellowship of the Ring for us to watch on VHS. Let's go. Someone else mentioned their VHS uh, last podcast. I still have my VHSs. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. I think we need to bust those out and display them somewhere. We popped it in uh, to play having no idea that it was three hours, that it was based off of a book, or that it would take another two films in another few years to take us uh, to the end. So a lot like my mm-hmm. introduction. Yeah, right, right, That's right. incredible. Yeah. When the film ended, because I, I entered total ignorance. This is a lot like like what she's talking about. When the film ended, uh, but the story remained unresolved, we were so disappointed, confused, and hooked. Mm-hmm. This literally, I, I, yeah, I can relate to that. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with the world immediately to the point where if I ever did anything bad, my parents would say, no Lord of the Rings tonight. Dude, that's worse wow. than like no no supper before bed. Right, that's messed up. That's messed I re- up. It is. I read The Hobbit and then tried to, to read The Lord of Whoa. Lane's trying to read over there too. <laughs> you start that part <laughs> over. I read The Hobbit and then tried to read The Lord of the Rings, but I was too young for the writing style to hold my attention. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, over 10 years later, I'm finally reading the trilogy with you and falling back in love with the world amazing wow that's amazing thank you so much for an unexpected podcast for deepening my understanding of the text and sharing in my fascination it really helps as i'm an art and design college student with lots of homework i'm even thinking of doing character designs for tolkien's characters for my for my portfolio sweet uh send them along yes we would love to see that post them on the facebook page yeah that'd be great cyprian that's amazing thank you so much beautiful review yep uh we got a couple stories now don't we we do. So those were all kind of, so those are reviews that we're reading. Mm-hmm. Then we also get messages from a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, we, 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 we want these. We want, our, we want your Tolkien story. Right. We want your, how did you get into it? What's your yes, origin kind story? Kind of your background with Tolkien. So we get these messages probably two, I would say two or three a week, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So we can't read them all right now just because of time, but we're going to get through all of them. So we're going to read through four, uh, mm-hmm. four for this episode and then same with the reviews. We have more we have to we have to get absolutely, to. But we're gonna absolutely. save it for the next yeah. next episode. So, as you want to take the first one? Yeah. Do you have? Uh, yeah. Sorry I mean, about that. Cool. Just toss that <laughs> to me, me with no, get... no script over here. I would love to make up Beverly's story. <laughs> get uh, that up for you. <laughs> That's what she said. Gee, many Christmas. Um, I'm sorry, bud. That's no, cool. Take your time. You Beverly Stottleman is our first one. All right, let's have it. And let's... I'm getting it for S here. I think. Uh... I think there I you might, go, bud. I think I might know Beverly. Let me see here. Really? Oh my gosh, I do know Beverly. She's a, she's a swisher. Okay. She's she's jumping so she ship. Plays basketball. Is she's, that what that means, yeah, right. Or? That's what it means. Yeah. Um. I th- well, she's one starting this uh 
crossover between like swish and flick and unexpected podcast the unexpected they want, swish they want to call it an unexpected flick flick yeah yeah <laughs> swish and unexpected um, flask so what? here we go beverly um in your last episode you asked for our tolkien uh stories here's mine my mother was a huge tolkien fan and when i was in kindergarten she and my older brother started reading the hobbit together um as the before bed story i got to sit in with them and listen uh we would rent um the Rankin and Bass, uh, Bass, sorry, um, animated movie for The Hobbit. And, oh, yeah, wow. Holy smokes, I almost forgot that there was an animated, you know. Yeah. All of it's animated, yeah. I've, I've, I, dude, I have not seen those. I you think we probably those? need to make that happen and maybe do a review. That was something, like, my grandma would put in. Yeah, just for I know, us, yeah, I know. Okay. I never, I'm telling you, I entered Fellowship of the Ring, ignorant, right, in yeah. 2001. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, she would, uh, you know, the... the Put those movies in uh, for The Hobbit, and I still get uh, nostalgic when I hear um, Glenn Yarbrough's... Yarbrough? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, folky voice, The Greatest Adventure. Uh, then the summer after I finished sixth grade, my parents shipped my brother off to Switzerland to spend time with our family. It was wow. both It was both of our first times traveling alone. My mother wisely packed three bulky books in my bag. Jesus, a great story. Um, I read the Lord of the Rings trilogy that summer and can't imagine a better introduction when we would be on the train going for um, going from one relative to another. I would have the book out. It sounds kind of like a like a the ultimate um, cross between Lord of the Rings, Narnia and, and uh, um, Harry Potter there well, yeah, this on is, a train in exactly. Switzerland. Reading Lord of the Rings. One, one, and something that she says here is, you know, she's looking out the windows at mountains and forests and yeah. castles and old towns. I remember reading that. Yeah. yeah, she felt like she was in Middle Earth. Um, she also got very homesick as it was um, as it was my first time away from my parents and I related to the characters. Uh, it made yeah, it okay to be of- sad, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. even though you may be on a great adventure seeing new things. Very true. And I think that's something we don't explore very much with Tolkien is his sense of it's all right to be sad. It's okay to, to feel doomed. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, she says, whenever I visit my family abroad, I get the urge to reread the trilogy. Uh, thank you guys for doing this podcast. I haven't gone um, in a while too long. Uh, and this gives me another reason to reread and keep up the good work. So, yeah, I think that's really neat because just kind of I'm them there, right? She's traveling in the train. Mm-hmm. With her book, mm-hmm. reading, I think that's really cool. And what mm-hmm. you're seeing around you feels very Middle Earth like, or yeah. you know, like you said, it's that cross. That's so. the one thing I'm I'm kind of regretful. I, I don't have many regrets about New Zealand. That's one of them. I should have read Lord of the Rings when I was actually there. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah, shame Slam. on me. Slam. Yeah, I had two shame chances. Me. What a moron. <laughs> okay, our next one is, and guys, some of these names we have the most unique names of any podcast in the world. And I've got a unique name. I've been called Lance, Zane, Wayne, Dwayne. Uh, my wife's grandpa and grandma are, are two of the, the best people in the world. Uh, grandpa Ward will still sometimes call me Dwayne. That's awesome. It's great. I mean, <laughs> I to, the point, where, to the point where pers- like everyone on that side of the family calls me Dwayne as a joke. So people have always mispronounced my name or called me the wrong name. So if we do that, apologies. But we're gonna we're gonna try to knock it out of the park. Linnea K is our next um, Tolkien uh, story. I guess this is kind of more like a uh, uh, kind of more like a review. But it's a message she sent us, so we'll read it. Yeah. Um, I'm a fellow Swisher that is taking the Hogwarts train to the Shire. Some time out. 
She says, I've always wanted to read this series, but have been talked out of it every time. Who we in gotta, the world? We got to look at your friends here, Linnea. Who, who's... Uh, I swear to God, if that was somebody on Switch and Flick, you, you adv- let me know. You, who's giving you advice? I'm going up there Saturday. I will straighten them out. I don't... I, I, don't think it's any of those girls, right? Okay. Maybe it's just means in her life. She said, I'd like to get in Lord of the Rings. Man, it's a, come on. There's a lot of descriptions sure. of hills. Sure. So, well, we're glad, we're glad you're with us now. I think I could handle reading along with you guys. Awesome. Thanks for doing this. Looking forward to it. Thank you, Lene. That's, that's great. Awesome. Sweet. Who's next? We got uh, Chris Broughton. Chris. Well, which one is it here? What's that? Clicked on it. Yeah, which one? You got a lot of them here. Which one? Let me Christmas. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, because there's one in here. The correspondence going on. That's the other thing too is we do respond to your messages. So uh-huh. sometimes our stuff's mixed in there that we have to. Should I look for older messages? Uh, yeah, I would go. Yes, older messages. I believe go. it started with the story. Oh, well, again, I mean, you know, it's kind of there. Yeah, let's let's. Yeah, here we go. Um, we'll go with it. Uh, just started listening to you guys. Absolutely love your enthusiasm. It's nice to hear someone who shares my positivity on all things uh, Tolkien. Uh, I'm going to leave you a five stars on iTunes at some point today. Wow. Sweet. Um, and then we, we've just gone back and forth with Chris. Uh, is this a message? I think we've been messaging I think back so. and forth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, at the very end, uh, the funny thing that he says, is that, uh, mention that now, yeah. where he says, uh, one podcast to rule them all unexpectedly yeah yeah so awesome uh yeah i think we need that on a shirt or something we do that would be really yeah. that'd be really cool so yeah. uh, he had a lot of cool things we're gonna be referencing him later he uh, literally keeps me on my toes says some funny crap yeah he does. from time to time so we'll we'll keep re- referencing him uh and then we have one more that we're gonna share today it's uh caleb william sowers um Sorry, I got to go to old messages here. Okay, he said, I figured I'd share my story with how I found and fell in love with all things Middle Earth. Sweet. I grew up in Streetsboro, Ohio. So a fellow Ohio boy, uh-huh. Shire born. I guess I didn't move far because at 33, I live only 30 minutes away in Akron. Growing up, I had a real hard time learning to read. I really didn't have a good grasp on it until midway through second grade. And even then, reading out loud in class tended to be embarrassing for me. It wasn't that I didn't like to. I just really struggled. It didn't click. Something changed, though, going into third grade. And as you can probably relate to this, my brother. I picked up some books at a garage sale, and after a good amount of begging, my mom bought them for me. They were the uh, Dragonlace Chronicles by Margaret Weiss uh, and Tracy Hickman. I struggled, stumbled, and fumbled my way through the first one. But after that, I was rolling. I ate those books up, then read just about any high fantasy book the small library in Streetsboro had. Unfortunately, they didn't have The Lord of the Rings. At least not shelved in fantasy. And I didn't know to ask for them. Sixth grade rolled around, and part of the requirement for my English class was to complete a book report for an assigned book. And they had a very short list of available books. This is great, dude. Mm-hmm. This is awesome. Um, they, were, uh, they were all the usual suspects. Three Musketeers, Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. Shakespearean works, all that. And then at the bottom, some book called The Fellowship of the Ring. Wow. Thank just God some for that. book. Huh? That's just, right. Just some book. I didn't recognize that one, so I picked it. Yeah. Needless to say, uh, Caleb, you're an incredible writer, by the way. Needless to say, I loved it. I read all three in a month, then The Hobbit. I found out Tolkien had written some other things, like Rover Random, which I have as well. Mm-hmm. So I read that too. I devoured all things Tolkien. The 70s animated movies, bad as they were, I watched and rewatched. 
I began to write fan fiction in eighth grade. Holy smokes. Wow. Trying to just keep the magic alive. But by the time 10th grade rolled around, girls and cars had replaced the magic of that forgotten world. This, this is amazing. When I turned 17, my mother sprung a surprise on me. Eight days before my birthday, she gave me, the, uh, gave me a present. She had pre-ordered tickets to the first showing on the first day for the Fellowship of the Ring movie. Two tickets so I could take my friend. Instead, I took my mom. Yes. Wow. She wasn't a I'm Tolkien reader herself. <laughs> yeah, you will. But she had learned all about she had learned all about it because of me and loved when I read to her. I think she just loved that I was reading. For all three movies, my mom and I went to the very first showing on the very first day of every movie. My birthdays and Christmases were filled with Lord of the Rings. I have every figure, puzzle, uh, Lord of the Rings risk, chess set, collector knives, and yes, the BK goblets. I remember those BK goblets, baby. Still get them on YouTube. Wow. Or my gosh, eBay. eBay, same Sorry, thing. Sorry, dude. Mom, <laughs> no, it's not. Mom and dad got me everything they saw. When the Hobbit movie started, my family had moved to Illinois while I stayed behind in Ohio. I watched the movie with I watched the movie with my wife, who is a good sport but not really into it. This uh, the same year that an unexpected journey came out. My mother was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I watched the movie with her on DVD while she lay in bed. She, um, she would bounce back, but eventually the cancer returned. On my last trip to see her, I bought the second Hobbit movie on DVD. And we sat up till midnight watching it together. She loved them both, but she never saw the last one. Jeez. I love everything Tolkien. I eat it up. But for me, despite my love for it, it's all a little bittersweet because it's all tinged with memories of my mom. Yep. As corny and fanboyish as it may sound, I feel a bit like Sam watching the elves marching to the Grey Havens. Uh, it all makes me a little sad. That aside, you guys are doing an awesome job, and I'm glad to have found this podcast. Amazing story, Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, I cannot tell you how similar that story is to my own. That's just unreal, man. I cannot. Yeah. I, I honestly, Lane, like Lane, Lane replies to a lot of stuff on social, our, our social media, and I had not read that. Mm-hmm. Normally, I read these beforehand, and no joke. I think I even said this in my first story. My mom did not get to see the last one either. Mm-hmm. And my dad made it a point that we're going to go watch it, mm-hmm. you know, and and we can tell the story. Yeah. And I did. And I went and, you know, I mean, mom knows the story, but went and told her how good a film it was, you know. So, yeah, man, I tell you, that's awesome. I'm really glad we shared that one. That's a good one to end yeah. on right there. Yeah, that's pretty beautiful. So That's awesome. All your stories, guys, are, are, are just so cool because they're, just, just these memories, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm yeah. with Beverly on the train, you know, like I, I, I'm still there. It's something that we now, we, you know, when we see your face, we connect a story with yeah, you, with you know you. what I mean? Right. It's yeah, something, something else, man. Wow. Okay. So, um, something else I want to put in real quick, yeah. uh, if, if there's even a way to move on from that, is we've been doing these polls after every uh, chapter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we did a couple this past week to catch up because I had, uh, I had missed chapters uh, two and three. Uh, we did one for one, and then also who would win in a, sp- or who you'd pick as a as a ring bearer over uh, uh, between Bilbo and Frodo. Uh, I don't know if we shared the results for that, but that was split right down the middle. We had forty votes, uh-huh. which seems to be at our average on this. We're blown away by how many people are voting. I know, and we love it because it's a cool way to 
just kind of something fun you can do. Quick sampling, that's, right? Yeah. That's that's random that can brighten your day, and the, right. and yeah. the gifs make it cool too. So, uh, Middle Earth Smackdown number one. Who's a better hero, Ring Bear? Bilbo, fifty-two percent. Close second, Frodo, forty-eight percent. So yeah. pretty clear cut there. That's a polarizing issue there, Frodo and Bilbo. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. After chapter two, uh, we said, you know, after reading chapter two, who would you rather have? I'm sorry. After reading chapter two, who would you rather have your back on the road to Mordor? Mm-hmm, your mm-hmm. choices were Gandalf and Samwise. Gandalf took that poll victory as well with 60%. Samwise, 40%. Yeah, I, if we had time, I'd, I'd go into... Delve into that a little bit. I'd go bit, into a little gripe on that. Crazy is, because Sam voted for Sam... Or, gosh, Ez voted right. for Samwise. Right, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a little sleepy. It's okay. Uh, but he's in love with Gandalf. So I, I need to hear this conversation too. I'm kind of... Uh, baffled when i yeah, saw no, that that's something 42 votes on that one too mm-hmm. excellent um and then uh, after ch- at chapter three's conclusion we've had the opportunity to party with both hobbits and elves so the real question is you're throwing a bash do you invite hobbits or elves this was a <laughs> landslide dude yeah 35 people voted hobbits 89 percent. absolutely elves yeah. 11 wasn't there a funny comment there was a hilarious comment. Yes. So it made me feel kind of bad for elves, though, because especially after reading this chapter, I mean, you see, they, they take care of you after long yeah, after they've yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah. So no hangovers with them. Hobbits, I don't know. They probably I've done right, a check yeah, on you. Yeah, but, well, I don't know. So Christopher Michael had a hilarious uh, comment on this one. Yeah. <laughs> He's commented on a couple of polls. They're just funny. He said, the drunk dancing on the table or the guy who only drinks Glenn Levitt with a single ice cube while discussing market futures. Single. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. All right, dude. You want to do some... Uh, man, we said this was going to be a short episode. It's not. You want to do some strawberries with cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do strawberries with cream, okay. and then we'll then we'll get you guys out of here. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is just our little comical uh, little something. Laying yeah. throws together. You mix That's a little right. dessert at the end here. Gotta have you something, know? Sweet to, something sweet to, to leave the podcast on. So... so yeah, and this is going to be kind of a tease. A little bit of a tease, so. which we haven't done as much as, I, as as we were going to. We just got sucked into the world, right. world of torque. Wow, dude. Wow, the world of water, water. I'm tapping out. I need my sub. Lane <laughs> <laughs> is so tired right now. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyways, we're going to do, um, we're talking makeup. If you could have mm-hmm. Tammy Lane transform you into one character slash creature, who and what would it be and why? Yes. As you're up first, babe. Why, why am I up first? Okay, I okay, got okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, slam. <laughs> um, pretty simple. I just feel like um, a dwarf. Just, just any dwarf. Just, just, just a particular just any, dwarf or your own unique dwarf? No, I think I'd like to see what she would do. I think yeah, I'd like to you. see I think what would she cool. would do, right? You know, yeah. what, what t- take my features and characteristics and you know, turn me into whatever, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like exaggerate them and, and, and go to town. I think that's what that'd she, be really cool. That'd be ridiculous. That'd be I would really look cool. ridiculous, but it would be kind of funny. I you think know, you'd look and, awesome. And she does Dude, a good job. I always really liked the dwarves. I was always kind of a, the dwarves know, are amazing. I, I just, they're underrated. Yeah, they are. Yeah. So. They have a sad story. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Their homelands are all taken. I wonder if we could even ask Tammy to do a concept sketch of you Jeez. as a dwarf my god like if she had you as a as a blank canvas uh-huh. yeah yeah how would she transform you into a dwarf if you guys would like to see that well, let I'll tell us right know. now I if better... we had enough people yeah going for that i bet tammy would do it for but us but she would i bet she she'd would. probably do it anyway i need i would need spectacles 
That's my one thing. You would, and I, I wouldn't be able to see. Uh, Balin has like the kind of the, the he monocle does. he pulls out. Yep, or I'd whatever. Need but that. no, no, yeah, I'd be no good glasses. to the company. You need a little glare on it too, so maybe go after a dragon with those glasses. <laughs> uh, oh, I can't see him. Um, that's a great as. So I what like do you that. Got? What do you got? I, what creature not slash character? Nearly as original as you. I would love to. So my, original. my favorite baddie is Lurtz. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. uh, the orc, the Urukai leader in Fellowship, fights uh, Aragorn at the end of that movie. Right, and he's just so dang alluring. Yeah, for being a villain, I think it'd be cool to get dressed up as Lurtz and just go around and freak people out. Maybe oh, on Halloween. Gosh. Maybe normally. Also, no, 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 I think no, it'd be no. it'd just be you walking into a store to buy some 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 milk sure, and bread. Sure, that would be hilarious. Amazing. I also <laughs> I also just think it'd be cool to get dressed up as Lurtz and then just go out in the woods and just walk around. Oh. Dude, and see if I would just maybe. I'm not gonna be able to go outside. Dude. Become Lurtz. This is maybe ridiculous. run into a Sasquatch or something. It's ridiculous. Hunter would probably shoot me though. Yeah, you're not gonna be able to leave. Yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, those are our. And maybe maybe after you guys listen to Tammy's, uh, share with us. Maybe leave a comment, send a message. What would you like to? Uh, you know, if Tammy yeah. could transform you into something, right, what would yeah. you like her to do? Right. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Um, Thanks for hanging in there with us this long. We, if you're still listening, wow. Oh, of we're, course they're still listening. We love you. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. And we're glad you're here. So uh, we, we want to share the load, though. Um, if you're interested in, in Patreon, um, we are going to post uh, Chapter 2 soon. We've got some prints, which hopefully don't let me forget to take those, Lane. I will take those today. Yes, sir. Um, things we're working on for the Patreon. Um, we're also thinking about doing like a little giveaway there for anybody who just signs up on, on Patreon, uh, whatever tier you want. I've uh, mm-hmm. been working with a new group called Rebel Toys, and they have some Lord, Lord of the, the Rings, Rings toys. toys. So. And we're going to go visit cool. them, right? And yep. kind of talk to them because they know their stuff. They One do. of the guys knows their stuff about Lord oh, of the Rings absolutely toys. They do. So yep. looking forward to that. I think they're really kind of cool. So so anyways, we've got some different things on there. Um, we're going to upload our Middle Earth Smackdown. We've got there and back again. Um, we're going to have some illustrations and, and what have you there. on, on It's on patreon.com uh, forward slash talking token. Up talking token, excuse me. You're excused. So, thank you. Um, so yeah, well, also uh, join the conversation on uh, Facebook. Um, same thing, uh, forward slash, uh, up talking Tolkien. We have our pop socket giveaway on iTunes. If you leave us a review there up to 50, uh, you have a one in 10 chance. Uh, so go for that. We'll also be doing a little giveaway for everybody on Facebook too. We have a little toy giveaway that we're going to be doing at some point. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we, I think we should be there. So anything else Lane, for the good of the cause? Um, no. Just, just know that uh, we're always thinking about this podcast. We're always thinking about um, things that we can do in the future. We've got some pretty exciting things that uh, are coming down the pike. A lot of people say pipe. It's pike. Also, Ezra, how do you yeah. how do you say the word? <laughs> it's just random. It's that time of night. Okay. So. How do you? What do you call the thing that you uh, get water from outside? A water spigot. Hose. <laughs> It's not spigot. It's spigot. Spigot. S P I G O T. Spaghetti. Okay. Oh my gosh. I don't know. It's that time of night. It is that time of night. Turn yeah. the spigot off. Turn, turn it off. Turn, turn it off. Turn it off, brother. Turn it off. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, no, but yeah, we've got some cool stuff coming up. We're always thinking about ways we can evolve the show. Um, you know, in, uh, um, 
bring this podcast to you, bring you to the podcast, and how we can continue to, to live out our our, uh, our book club. Yeah, and hey, yeah. if you guys have ideas for that and things that you'd like to see us try and, and, and yeah. do, please let us know. You know, we're down to do more things on Patreon, things on Facebook, sure. you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we're evolving, we're growing, and, um, you know, we, we like your guys' feedback. So, Bingo. all right, guys, it's time for the Fortnite farewell. Time yeah. to sign off. Um, Sad as it is, we want to thank you for stepping off the road with us. Our next episode, we'll be digging deep into Chapter 5, A Conspiracy Unmasked. And keep your eye out. Keep your ear to the ground for a little surprise. That's right. That's right. Um, if you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, or leave a comment. Or you can always send us a shadow fax. We'll see you in a fortnight. And remember, Frodo lives. Is that three dun, hours long? Dun, dun, How long was that? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. How long was that? Two, two hours and 29 minutes. Dude, can we not do a short podcast? Dude, we can't I, do it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.